What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Wednesday evening show. The Facts Over Feelings live stream where we kick the facts and we don't give a fox about your feelings. And we're going to hurt some feelings today. Today, we're going to talk about Derek Jackson is back. <laughs> Derek Jackson is back and he's making his rounds around the podcast trying to heal and have his the rapist speak through him. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Derek. Monkey Simp Jackson out here giving interviews after cheating on his wife. We're never going to talk about that. And selling uncomfortable or comfortable lies to these overweight lovers in the house. A feast is next. Yeah, man, the rebrand, you know what I mean? He's got to rebrand himself, you know what I mean? Because he's out here in these streets, you know what I mean? In these streets. We'll, we'll look at a couple of clips and talk about what I believe I'm going to prognosticate Derek Jackson's future. But with that being said, you in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly. The notorious one, aka New, 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 New World. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas. And you're in the Desert Storm bunker, bunker with the Black Moses and the whole effing show. And the undebatable CGA, every woman's fantasy, EWF and CGAC, God Allah, and the eight time demonetized champion of YouTube. We're going to talk about it. And we got some we got some interesting things to share with you on today's show. First of all, I got to make sure some things. I see some things are all messed up here. Let me see what I got here. Okay. Oh, I see what I did. I see what I did. Anyway, I'll have to fix that later. But uh, we got a great show here. Do me a favor. Hit the like button on this channel and on this video. And to contribute to today's show, dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app. New, 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 new PayPal. Venmo, it's Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that be pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel when you can super chat on the Notorious CGA new, channel. New, 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 new world All right, order. let me get to the earlier contributors to today's show. How about we do that? Cody Draper says, Coach, uh, why do women get mad? Okay, well, oh, there's more? Oh, okay. I thought that was the question. All right, I thought that was. And that's you. I thought that was the question. I could have, you could have stopped right there. He says, coach, why do women get mad when men tell them what they're supposed to do according to biology and relationships like cook or clean? Yeah, man. Yes. <laughs> he says, why do they get mad? Uh, because yeah, they get mad because they believe, you know, these are orders and they're a slave. Obviously they don't want to be a slave. And even though they probably might like to cook or clean when you give them an order, they're kind of like a um they're kind of like your dog. Yeah, they're kind of like your dog. It's kind of like asking your dog uh what time it is. You know what I mean? It's kind of like negotiating with a kid, you know what I mean? And getting a kid to know how to tell time. It's the same thing with them, you know. The opposite effect. But um essentially what happens is they don't want to take the orders from you. They want to do it out of the kindness of their heart. But even if they're if, if they're not able to do it, uh, most women aren't able to cook, you know, under 30, they're not able to cook. So uh, they found that it was beneath them. They were indoctrinate, indoctrinated to believe that it wasn't just woman's work. 
And I agree with them. Cooking and cleaning is not something they do very well, especially in relationships. Now, if they're paid to do it, they might take a little bit more pride in it. All right, but they're not really the best cooks in the world. In fact, some of the top chefs in the world are male. So the irony is that um, they're giving these tasks to cook and clean, and they're sort of right. Uh, Cooking and cleaning is not women's work. However, it was something that they were offered as an olive branch to contribute when there was nothing else to contribute other than punani, right? And so there was a time and place and space where it was like they needed protection and security. They needed these things. And in exchange, it was like, well, you'll give me a little bit of that nookie. And they had to do something else. They couldn't just lie there. All right. So they said, "Mm, maybe you can cook something. Whatever I bring back from my hunting trip, you can cook that. You know, because I'm out there hunting and you're out here sitting there waiting for me to fornicate with you. So they this was a task given to them because what else could they do? Mm. (laughs) I mean, What else could they do? All right, anyway. So now it was like, hey, they took a little bit of pride in these things. And the pride of cooking is not really the ability to cook. You know what it is? It's patience. Patience makes a good cook, right? Because you all know how to boil water. You all know how to put pasta in the water. I mean, any idiot can do that. Anybody can do that. But the patience and the diligence to be able to cook with their heart, that's what brings them that joy. Now, some women who cannot do this or don't have the patience to do this, well, then they get offended when we say that's all you can do because I can do more. You know, they can do more. So it's really one of those things. You know, now people already make the meals for you. Everything's pre-cooked. So anyway, cleaning as well. Cleaning as well. So anyway, that's why they get mad. Essentially, it's not uh, cooking and cleaning is not really women's work. It's not, you know, everybody can do that. I clean, I cook. So, but what it really tells them is this is all you're able to do unless they want to cook with their heart. Anyway, yeah, they need to cook with love. Yeah, but you got to watch them when they're making spaghetti anyway. (laughs) Right. Somebody says, I can't cook rice. They got rice cookers for that. Rice cookers, fam, get you a rice cooker. We might have to do a CGA cooking show. I did a CGA cooking show back in the day. I did like three episodes of me cooking. All right. Nobody watched it. (laughs) All right. Nobody watched it. And everybody gets mad at me for saying the same thing over and over again. Well, that's what people like. What do you want me to do? I do all kind of content on YouTube. I got a gaming channel. I got a sports channel. I talk about cars. I'll talk about cooking. Guess what people watch? This. So guess what I'm going to do more of? That. All right. (laughs) All right. Get you a rice cooker, fam. Man, rice cooker be on deck. Rice cooker, man, They right there. In 20 minutes, they be having your rice cooked. But anyway. Shout out to Q Time. And where are the women who know how to cook with love? Where are they at? Where are they at? Where are the women who like to cook? I don't care if you fat. Where are you at, ladies? All right, but at least be cute in the face if you're going to be thick in the waist. You know what I mean? Like, I need me a big old fat woman that's in the cook- kitchen cooking with pride, sweating. Where they at? Where y'all at, ladies? Where y'all at? We need, we need that, man. But at least be cute in the face. I don't mind all that. 
The only thing I ask is that you don't laugh and your belly jiggle up and down. That's what I don't like. That kind of gives me the creeps. But um, as long as I don't see that, I've had some wonderful women, overweight women cook for me, right? And some, you know, nice petite women. But I'm going to tell you, ladies, if you don't know how to cook, you are not advancing through the, uh, you're not running the gauntlet getting to the relationship, all right? You're, if you want monogamy, you're going to have to be able to throw down and cook. Now, there's some other things you're going to have to do, but if you certainly aren't doing that, yeah, Rosalinda. <laughs> all right, but anyway, I've had some wonderful women. See, here's the funny thing about it. I've had some wonderful women cook for me, and I didn't really reciprocate and reward them uh, for their efforts like I should have. I was in my ego. You know what I mean? And they probably were like, I'll never cook for another man again. He did not appreciate that. Yeah, they were right. They were right. But if a bitch cannot cook at all, if she never, ever cooks, she done. I mean, that means she she done. I mean, there's no way she's advancing and running the gauntlet trying to chase that brass ring. There's no way in hell she getting a commitment from me. You ain't never scrambled no eggs. You ain't never bust out the rice cooker. You ain't never went in the kitchen and say, mm, what's in your refrigerator? I'll make something for you. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Anyway. Yeah, man. Cooking. All right. What are we doing here? There's not that many super chats, so I'm delaying the show. Q Time says, no respect for Derek. D jacked up. He says he sold women comfortable lies. Thank you for not being a hypocrite standing on your square and giving the truth over feelings. This is why I support and respect you. Thank you, brother. D jacked up. Okay, talking about, uh, what was it? Stretch mark lover. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Setsana's in the building. He says D Jackson back in here with another straggle scam. He's ready. He's got it all figured out. Oh, he's all polished up. He polished that turd up, and he's very charming. He's going to deliver on what he wants out here for sure. He's going to deliver. You, you'd have to think. You'd have to think. Check this out. He says they in Baton Rouge and Memphis. Mm, yeah, they are. I used to live in Baton Rouge. But uh, we need to cook some food that, that's not actually roadkill. Mm. Like cook something in that's like in Baton Rouge, they cook essentially like, you know what I mean? They be trying to fatten you up. I'm like, listen, baby. We can't eat all of this fried food. I can't come in the kitchen and it smell like grease and catfish all the time. <laughs> oh, no. Corey says, we out here, coach gang. We in the building. Thank you, man. Gang, gang new, in the new, building. New, new, new world order. All right. Sadam, Sadam, insane with the sponsorship. God dang. Shout out to you, brother. He says, thanks for, he said, thanks coach for everything. Do you know? I don't know. Okay. What were you were going to say something else? Okay. Paul G shout out to you. Thank you, man. All right. And uh, let me see if what we got on PayPal. See if we got on PayPal over there. The ladies are like, you're too, you're too picky. I'm not too picky, but ladies, the job is very easy. I don't know, man. Get being a woman got an easy job, and they can't even pull it off. <laughs> I mean, I sympathize for these women. I don't. Kevin W. says, I'm at the eye doctor, and one of the female receptionists said, quote, I can get married as long as he does not live with me. 
Wow, they only want the ceremony. They only want the ceremony. You might be able to sell women marriage ceremonies as long as they don't try to make it, uh, like sell them marriage and just for the ceremony. Uh, but be careful. Macaroni Tony. No, no, no. We got no government name SD coach while watching the earlier show replay. A commercial came on saying that Vimo was now available for kids 13 to 17. Yep, cash is gone. The earlier show was fire, and I hope you achieve it. I hope you achieve it or archive it. Yeah, my, my bad. I hope you archive it so that people can see you called the future. Indeed. Indeed. I hope somebody can, you know, anytime I try to call the future, they say, well, you didn't say that. Macaroni Tony can't knock the hustle. I'll laugh. He says, that's why you the whole effing show. Ain't no pump faking in your game. You call the one four flat and ISO every time. Swish. Just Cochise in the building. All right. No government name. SD. SD. Thank you, brother, for Macaroni Tony with the swish. One man ISO. No ball screen. SD says no. He says, oh, man, I clicked on the live saying Derek Jackson thinking it was the guy you ended up on the debate with. Is it just me or does Coach Gang also get all of those simps confused? Derek Jackson versus Hafiz. Hafiz was definitely um, trying to get in on that Derek Jackson money. Agent Machine says Britney Spears getting a divorce. Ring the bell. I mean, I really didn't know. I didn't realize she was still married. <laughs> all right, so she cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. All right, I definitely wouldn't touch her with a 10-foot pole. All right, with that being said, enough of this tomfoolery. Let's get on with the show. And today's first topic, oh, it's doom and gloom. So we're going to ring the bell again, all right? I can't wait to daylight savings time uh, when I, um, when this room stops doing this. All right, so uh, let me see. What are we doing? Doom and gloom, CGA. Okay, all right, let's get it up on the board. Doom and gloom, let's get, up, let's get it up right here. This is according to the news. New, 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 new world order. Emergency room doctors beg for help treating children with mental illness. The hospitals faced with bottleneck and backlogs of patients in need of emergency care. Doctors say they are unequipped to handle the growing pediatric mental health crisis. Well, <laughs> this is, what did I tell you guys? I told you, I told you, man, it's going to get weird. New, 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 new world order. Gen Z, Gen Alpha, they're on it. Mental health is real. <laughs> Mental illness is real. Three influential groups of pediatricians and emergency medicine providers are pleading for more support. That means they want some more money. All right, I see. And resources. There it is. As the number of children and teenagers with mental health concerns overwhelm emergency departments nationwide. New, 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 new world order. Man. The scope of this problem is really great, huh? Dr. Mohsen Sinhajad, a prof- I, I know I butchered the name. He's a professor 
of Emergency Medicine and Pediatrics at the David Geffen School of Medicine at the University of California, Los Angeles. That would be UCL week. But our ability to solve it is not there. He is the lead author of a joint policy statement from the American Academy of Pediatrics. These kids going to be zooted. New, 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 new world order. These kids going to be zooted. These kids going to be on so much Medicaid. Bro, now listen, I'm going to tell you right now. Did I not warn you we were going here? We, did I not warn you we, this was going to happen? I told you we were going to do this. Unbelievable. I told you we were going here, man. Y'all didn't believe me. Y'all want to have kids too, huh? Y'all want to have kids too, huh? I Listen, Legacy Ninjas, where y'all at? I told you this was going to be what we're going to do. We, we're here, guys. We're here, guys. <laughs> Unbelievable. Y'all doubt it, CGA. How dare you doubt me, guys? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you doubt me? Told you. Told you. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. If this is true, every year, approximately half a million children with mental and behavioral health conditions are evaluated in emergency departments. According to the AAP, that number increased over the past decade. Dr. Willow Jenkins, all right, medical director of emergency and consultation liaison psychiatry at Ratty Children's Hospital in San Diego, is on the front line of the surge. She said that the number of kids seeing psychiatric emergency care in her ER has grown from approximately 30 in a month in recent years to 30 in one day. Holy moly. New, 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 new world order. 30 in a month to 30 in a day. Told y'all ninjas. Man, <laughs> I said it's the new griff. It's, it's, dude, this is going to go on for the next 70 years. We're going to pay this piper. The chickens will come home to roost. For the next 70 years, they are already got these kids locked in. Oh, my. Let's get in here. The volume is astronomical, and I don't know that people fully understand how many people are struggling, said Jenkins, who was not involved with this new policy statement. Jenkins said that children as young as six are coming in, often talking about self-deletion. <laughs> This crisis is only getting worse. I just said that, and you called me a doom and gloomer. Even the doctor says this crisis is only getting worse. Quote, it's not getting better. Now, here's the thing. I do empathize, sympathize with these young children. What we have to remember is a lot of them had COVID where they, they were in school, out of school, not socializing. I said all of this back then about the, we're going to have mental health issues based on all these kids sitting out, not socializing. I said this back in 2020, nobody wanted to listen. Now the chickens are coming home to roost. So I said, they're going to have that issue, number one. A lot of them essentially missed two years of their social life, number two. A lot of them were faced with parental abuse at home, some sexual. Yes, that was going on. That's number three. And then now we had the reintroduction of school and basically scaring the piss out of them for two and three years. And nobody ever called it. I said it. And here we are. Ring the bell. Yep. Wearing a face condom. 
I mean, this is just this was just a tragic thing to put these young kids to through. All right. So I said that this is where we're going to be. And of course, here we are. And everybody's going to say, I wonder what's wrong with these kids. First of all, and weak ass parents, weak ass parents. And this idea that they're not going to school to get to learn reading, writing and arithmetic. These teachers have time. These are protesters. These Marxist teachers teaching them what these things mean instead of spending time teaching them math. All right, we actually showed you Marxist teachers that said we're in there to create revolutionaries. We're not in there to create education. We, yep, mama's on OnlyFans. Brothers, man, y'all better, hey man, put a flower in there for me because I'm going to take a victory lap right now. Told y'all, y'all didn't want to believe me, fam. Y'all don't want to believe me. Man. Now these kids confuse about who they are, whether to chop off their genitals. We're giving them too much adult responsibility. Okay. We're getting, we're stressing them out. Uh, you got the woman, the one kid telling them they're going to die. The How world's going to end. Oh, man. You're not even giving these kids a chance. And there you go right there, guys. I know, man. It's a, guys, I've been living this. I've been living this nightmare. And I've been seeing it. You guys forget, I've been working with kids since uh, 1995. Right? All my life, I've been working with young people. All my life. And I've seen us going down this road. I saw people going down this road with mental health, particularly when people wanted to, when we wanted to discipline kids. Right? It was time to discipline them. Then they always had ADHD. They always had mental health. And then you couldn't discipline them. Then you couldn't hold them accountable. I've seen this split parents. One parent wants to coddle the kid and keep them away from accountability from the other parent who wants to hold kids accountable. And then, you know, don't give them, make them work for their, and nope. And the other parent overrules. We've seen this with divorced couples sending their kids to therapy. Brothers, this, dude, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Coach Adamus, I'm ahead of the game. This is going to be problematic for the next 50 years for certain. Okay. We're, we're dug a hole we're not getting out of. We're not getting out of this shit. He says, this is a result of parents abdicating their responsibilities as adults to guide and rear their children. Facts. Oh, you want to even get, make it worse? Oh, okay. Let's talk about it. You want to even pile it on? Watch this. Federal appeals court rules that school districts can continue to keep students' gender transitions from parents. Send it. Man. But y'all thought. Y'all thought. Listen, I hate patting myself on the back, but I love it at the same time. Because when I make these things, when I say these things, people don't believe it until it hits you square in the face. And I'm like, nah, man. And then, no, nah, man, I'll have hope. Nah, man, it'll get better. No, we, we've dug a hole, man. This is it. This is it. We're not going back to the old days. All right? We're not going back to the old Kanye. Federal appeals court rules school district can continue to keep student gender transitions from parents. Oh, my God. New, 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 new world order. A U.S. federal appeals court dismissed the case, allowing children to continue to transition in secret from parents. Oh, my God. Man, we, they got the kids, man. They got the kids. 
They got the kids, man. Time to homeschool your kids, fam. They got it. They circled the wagons. They've taken the power away from the parental. They've taken the power. Remember, I told you, I went, remember, I mean, how long have you been watching me? Remember, I did the whole diatribe is these aren't your kids. I told you, I said, these aren't your kids. You're parenting them. The state owns your kids. I went through the whole thing. We went through Woodrow Wilson, the birth certificate. We went through the whole thing. Social security number. We went through the legal name capitalized. We told you uh, if a state can come in and take your kids through CPS, if they can force you to pay child support, if they, you don't own these kids. I said this and here it is. How much more evidence do you need, gentlemen? How much evidence do you need? And guys, this is what happens when, uh, guys, I know people, you know, I'm going to jump to this. But my book, The Evolution, talks about when two parents go to work, they leave the kid vulnerable. This is why I've been critical of daycare centers. I've been critical for years. I'm like, this is loser parent mentality, loser kid mentality. All you're doing is turning over your kids to what you assume are qualified people in order to raise them. And I said, once you do that, they're exposed. This is what I always call what? Um, uh, public school indoctrination camp, meaning that you send them to school to get free education, and guess what? This is your free. Remember, there's no free lunches, ninjas. There's no free lunches. This is what you get for sending your kids to school for free education. All right, the taxpayers pay, and it's free, and you rush off to work and drop your kid off at kindergarten using it as daycare, all right, because it's free. You don't have to pay no more daycare center, so you push them into the school for free school. Man, I done told y'all, ninjas. <laughs> the public school indoctrination camp. I've been telling y'all that since 2018, and here we are. Look how fast. Look how fast many of the things I talked about have come to pass. Unreal. Are you guys looking forward? My thing is, it's time to save yourself, man. Yeah, it's it's far too. It's either like if you are a family person, um. It's time to save you and however many family members want to go. It's something else. He said, Coach Jadamas is real. Man, look at those two. Wow. Be careful out here, gentlemen. It's not a game. It's not a game. These people have been planning and planning. Not a circle on the wagons and it's a wrap. So now the psychiatrist got your kids on one end and the school district got your kids on the other end. All right, you better be. You better be paying attention. Let's get the straggle and sniggle theater and let's play that beautiful intro. Like, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Straggle and sniggle theater is back. Yep, CGA is from the future. I, man, I tell y'all from 2030. I'm from the year 2030. All right. I've been telling y'all, man, this is this is unreal where we're going. But y'all better hold on tight to your kid. If you have kids, hold on tight. If um, you know, if you have a baby mama terrorist, good luck. Um, your baby mama terrorist sometimes can be hell bent trying to get your kids into these emergency rooms uh, for her own benefit, into these therapists. Man, you gotta really question. I don't want to talk about it. You gotta really question what is going on with this therapy um mental health thing. I mean, I've been questioning it for a long time. I just don't see. I just don't see why, how, how this became what it became. Some instances I can see it. Sometimes I'm like, this is a grab, a sense of control. There's no reason why kids should be running into the emergency room like this. But 
There, we gave them a little bit of a reason, but man, let's get the Shrag on Senegal Theater. Uh, let's start with this group right here of, uh, again, uh, the guy asked in the beginning of the show, why don't women, Cody Draper said, why don't women, um, why do women get mad when you tell them what they're supposed to do? Okay, so here's another situation here. These women are at a bowling alley. I don't know what city. And um, as you can see, we got stomachs sticking out, tattoo sleeves, hair weaves, booty shorts, and we have ninjas in here. We got the um, armed forces in here. These dudes got their bulletproof vest and their muscles out. And they're going to tell these women that it's time to go, right? It's probably 1.30 in the morning. It says 1.50 on Wednesday morning. Plain old Texas, it looks like. 1.50 Wednesday morning. What are you doing at a bowling alley? This is the discipline that I talk about all the time. What in the hell are you doing at a bowling alley at 1.50 in the morning? So they are closing up the bowling alley, and these straggle-daggles don't want to be told to go home. All right, let's continue. No, it's not harassment. That's how punching us. That's how punching us. It ain't harassment. Y'all punching us. Go fuck your mother. Yeah, you don't need this job. Go fuck your mother if you got one. Ladies, let's go. Let's go. I don't care. Bye, let's go. Yes, that's right. You getting done like that. Tell the world. Tell the world. Bye, that's right. Just go. Have a good night. Have a good night. Bye. Let's go. Let's go. Yep, go ahead. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right, and so as you're seeing, these goddamn pickaninnies are out here just banshees, screaming like banshees. All right, and goddamn, do you, I mean, what, what's wrong with these people? It's pretty simple. Be respectful. All right, it's time to go. We're closing. We gave you a warning. I'm sure they gave them a warning. And this team that showed up at this hour, uh, these look like security guards or they look more like police officers. They were probably called in because they, the women didn't want to listen to the, the uh, people who, um, these, the people who own the uh, bowling alley. They probably just consider, I'm going to just steal bowl. You can't tell me what to do. And now the police are there. Certainly they don't even want to listen to the police officers with badges and, and bulletproof vests. All right. And they are still arguing with them. They're still arguing with them, and they're cackling and hyenaing, and they're going all of that absolutely disgraceful behavior. And these guys, these coppers, definitely ain't taking no shit from them, calling them ball-headed and all kind of stuff, pushing them out the door. Yeah, they got to have closed at 1.30, and they proceeded to continue to bowl as if you can't tell me shit. Absolutely. Yeah, then they had to call in the police because they didn't want to listen to the managers. All right, and so now he's macing them, pepper spraying them. And let me tell you, there's a thought that I've had that I've never shared with the audience. I don't know if I'll share it because I'm going to piss off a lot of black people when I share it. But one of these days, I'm going to share it, <laughs> right? But judging from certain people's behavior, all right, certain people's behavior, the thought that I have makes 100% sense, okay? One day, I'll elaborate 
I really don't know how to share it yet. I'm going to put together the thought. But when I say it, it's going to make sense. But I know Ninjas is going to cut my video up, call me all kind of Uncle Toms. You're going to call me all kind of Sambos. All right, when I say this. And it's a sad thing that I'm going to have to say at one particular point. I'm just waiting for the right thing to say it. But here's the deal. Take a look at the behavior. Take a look at the behavior, what they have to do for moving people out of a bowling alley. Look at what they're doing. Look at what they have to do to get three to four black women out of a bowling alley. Sad. Sad. <laughs> In the car. Call the law. I think they're there. Now, the funny thing is, do you hear it? Now, again, I don't know what happened prior to that, but I did know that they asked them to leave. And then once the video started recording these, these women, these pickaninnies, <laughs> all right. They then started to act like victims. So then once they got ushered out, they had to be pepper sprayed and then got in the car and played the victim. They pepper sprayed me and they did unbelievable. I have no faith in humanity. I don't. Not in these people. Plano, Texas. Let's play it again. So they're talking about harassment, assault, embarrassed. It's 150. They close at 130. You probably were asked multiple times. And then these guys had to come swoop in. And even though he's bigger than her, severe, I mean, listen, most men know not to keep mouthing off. But no, that doesn't stop these hyenas. And here they go. <laughs> the That's how you touch us? Oh. It ain't harassment. Y'all touch us? Fuck your mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looked like he from New York. Sorry about the video. Um, these guys don't care. These look like some dudes that don't care. And not only that, these are some large men. These are some large males, I should say. They're men, but I can't say it that way. Pause. These are some dudes that I wouldn't mess with. I would see them and they would start telling me what to do. And I'd be like, all right, let's come to some agreement. Okay, but no, no. These women are out here still challenging these men. What does that say for your, what does this say for your ability? If you're not six foot four, all right, these people like torture. These people like torture. Like these people like to be argumentative. And not only that, these people do not listen to black men at all. They don't listen to black men. If these were white police officers, I'm, I would probably say they would have listened a little bit more, but maybe they would have used it as a, a means to get a check from Plano, Texas. But black men don't even get no benefit of the doubt. Sheesh. You don't need go this fuck your mother if you got you one. <laughs> he said, go F your mother if you got one. These guys don't care. They probably got fired from their job. I do see badges here. So these are more than security guards. These are definitely officers. These guys are officers somehow. Let's go. I don't care. Bye. Let's go. Yes, that's right. You're getting done like. So then you see how they're touching us again, playing the victim. God, ladies, it's not that hard. It's not. Just follow the orders and instructions, please. It's not that difficult. Tell the world. 
Tell the word. Bad. Bye. That's yep. right. So there's a badge. Let's go. I can't read the badge. She's trying to get the badge Have number. Have a good night. Bye. Let's go. Let's go. These people have nothing in life. Yep. Go ahead. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Don't get on my feet. Don't get on my feet, though. I mean, they're doing everything but listening. Gentlemen, do you see why I left the community? Do you see why I tell you to leave the community? Sleep. Get out of there. Jesus. <laughs> this is why I tell you to get out of the community. There is no place for any conscious black man at all. Please don't try to save it. Let's go to the next video here. Um, it is the lowest of the low. So, here we go here. This is um, a woman who's going to play this skit, and it says no woman has all five. Ladies, do you have all five? I know you're watching me. I'm curious to see if a woman has all five of these. Uh, let's go ahead and play the video. Right, ladies, take notes, because I know you're going to be like, now you're going to be like, I have all five. I'm a hero. All right, let's see if you have all five. Here we go. No woman has all five. Okay, let's see. Let's see here. $40. I have $40. Number two. Fuck this shit. Oh, oh damn. She, she was out of there already. God dang. Yeah. Didn't take long to eliminate all of them that fast. She got eliminated quick. <laughs> she got eliminated quick. No woman has all five. Holy moly, she done. She only had the 40 bucks. She didn't even get to number three. Ladies, is that y'all? Is that you? And that's you. Even she knew. All right, let me play it again. Let me play it again if you missed it. Here we go. No woman has all five. Okay, let's see. Let's see here. $40. I have $40. Number two. Fuck this shit. Yeah, and she like, I can't, uh-uh. No, 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 no. How dare you? Nah, if you miss number two, it says stable mental health. <laughs> she didn't even get to that. Oh, man. What is she doing, man? What is she doing, man? I don't even know what three, four, and five was, but you don't need to know. No one has all five. You don't even get to number two. Do you have stable mental health and 40 bucks? That's a rarity. All right, that's a rarity. Oh, the humanity. I mean, that's terrible. That's misogyny. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> she did. <laughs> oh, ladies. All right, and she's broke, too. Yes, she's definitely broke. Can't you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke? Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Poor thing. Poor little Ting Ting over there, Ling Ling. She looked like a Latina, though. One of the essay crazy ones. How about this gentleman here? This gentleman goes by the name of, let me see if I can get his name. Uh, Devon Franklin, ladies and gentlemen, Devon Franklin. If you don't know who, is it Devon or Devin? 
Devon Devin Franklin. Um, he is a pastor of a church, and he also was formerly married to the exquisitely classic beauty named Megan Good. All right, she looked like a good Minnie Mouse to me. She's actually um, in a relationship, allegedly, with um, the guy from uh, the Marvel movies. But anyway, Jonathan, Jonathan uh, Majors. So this is uh, him. Remember, he was all brokenhearted, and he wanted to, you know, work on his relationship, and she wanted to go back to the streets. In the streets. Well, he still has a church, and he's out here preaching and, pro- and prophetizing and pastoring somewhere. And it says, Eve came into the world old, not broken. Nothing is wrong with an unmarried woman. Okay, I'm, I'm interested because we're on some Derek Jackson shit. Let's see how he interprets his Bible. It's really interesting. In verse 22, this is the creation of the woman, Eve. But you don't hear Eve coming into the earth saying, where's my man? <laughs> huh? Am I reading it right? It says the man said, Eve came into the earth. Watch this. Adam was the one who was broken. Eve came into the earth whole. She had both ribs. Society wants women to believe you're broken if you're not with somebody. But God says the woman came into the earth complete. Not seeking or needing anyone or anything. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but you got to stand in your power. You are one of one. There's nothing wrong with you if you're not with somebody. You as a woman are complete. You're whole. Ah, and I got to say it because I'm tired of us supporting a culture that tries to make women think there's something wrong with them if they're not married. It's just not true. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my Unbelievable. Man, these simp ass pastors. Pastor Simp and Reverend Clapcheeks and the Deacon Clap. What is this reading Rainbow Ninja talking about? What? Where is that in the Bible? <laughs> what? They going to pander to the single black woman for if it just saves their life. Man, what the hell is that? See, this is why black men don't go to church. Yeah, this is why black men don't go to church. They don't stop going. To, this And men in general have stopped going to church. But certainly black men, they just go out there and hang up on the corner and go watch football games. What kind of bish shit was that, brothers? Just yeah, bish. Yeah, bish. Who believe in that? Who's buying that, fam? Who buying that shit, right? He in his Bible for 10 seconds, and then he come out 20 minutes later, and that's your interpretation? <laughs> he out there, man. You out there, out there. Let me play this shit. Let's break it down. Unbelievable. This is the guy who's wife divorced him right to go back to the streets this is what you came up with what scripture is this oh man here we go it's really interesting in verse 22 this is the creation of the woman eve 
Uh-huh. But you don't hear Eve coming into the earth saying, where's my man? What? I mean, wh okay. What does that have to do? I'm trying to figure out what does that have to do? I think God, maybe, maybe Adam said, hey, I would like a wife, a partner. And God said, let there be light. I'm not sure what he means there. How can you talk when you just create? I mean, I'm trying to figure out he, you were created and Eve came in and said, what? She couldn't even follow instructions and shit. But, uh, hey, where's my man? Okay. All right, let's continue. <laughs> yeah, what, Ninja, what? Niggas always got to show they Anything to please a group of room full of women. <laughs> huh? Did, 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 am I reading it right? No, you're not. You're not reading it. Nope. You're not reading it right. You're making the shit up. To pander bear. It says the man said. Eve came into the earth. Watch this. Adam was the one who was broken. Adam was the one who was broken. <laughs> Adam was the one that was broken. He was broken after tilling the garden, after helping God create the earth. God, God said, let there be light. And there was light on the very first day. And then he started to make all this shit. Adam was broken. Oh, he took his rib or my rib. Oh, that was what he broke. God took the rib. All right, so I, that means he was broken. Is that what you're reading? All right, I don't know what you're reading. I don't know that that's the scripture. That's not the scripture, but let's continue. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Eve came into the earth whole. She had both ribs. Oh, look, he thought he said something right there. Look at it. He thought he said something. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, no. This is terrible, fam. Society wants women to... Now, now where'd you go? You jumped from uh, Eve with two ribs, Adam with one less broken, and now you've gone to society. Okay. You're broken if you're not with somebody. Mm. But God says the woman came into the earth complete. Not seeking or needing anyone or anything. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. So the rib didn't help. The rib didn't help her at all. Then it was a help to create her at all. She didn't need nobody. She was strong and independent and, and Adam messed it up. This dude just reinvented the Bible. <laughs> what are we doing? God said, God said all of this. You're whole. You don't need nobody, anyone, or anything. You independent. Mm. Yeah, past the complexion plate now. What else do you got to say? I don't know who I'm talking to today, but you got to stand in your power. You are wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Wasn't there, she was there to help Adam. As a help meet, right? She was there to help. That was literally why she was there. She wasn't there to have her own shit. Like, I don't need you. Like, she was strong and independent. Oh, my goodness. One of one. There's nothing wrong with you if you're not with somebody. You, as a woman, are complete. That do, I'm sure the Bible does not say that. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not a preacher. 
I don't, I don't claim to know the Bible. I'm pretty sure the Bible does not say that at all. That is false. And somebody can help me for the scripture. There's no way in hell. The Bible, there's no, there's no way in hell. The, there's no way in hell. The Bible said that the woman's complete without the man. There's no way. All right. But he's making it up to Panda Bear. All right. What else does he have to say here? Wow. You're whole. Ah, and I got to say it because I'm tired of us supporting a culture that tries to make women think there's something wrong with them if they're not married. It's just not true. False. Mm. <laughs> Actually, that's false. I mean, literally, that's how they're judged. And they've been judged like that since the beginning of time. So it's not new society. It's not society in general. In fact, they probably wouldn't be alive and there would be no humanity if they all were single for the past 200,000 years. They brought, the saber-toothed tiger would have got them a long time ago. We wouldn't even advance as a society or a civilization or a species had women been walking around saying, don't judge me because I don't have a man. They wouldn't be alive. Neither would we. <laughs> I mean, we would be all dead if women said, I didn't need a man and you can't judge me for not having one. In fact, it is the one way they've been measured for the longest time up until the last 35 years. This is why they take names. This is why we actually have family trees. This is why we, um, this is why we, this is why we've had creation. And according to the Christian faith, this is how you become fruitful and multiply. But this ninja, <laughs> this is crazy. I think he completely made this up. This is really interesting. All right. Somebody said still applies today for certain, for certain. In fact, they had names for this. Old maid, spinster, auntie. They had, you know, evil stepsister. All the, I mean, this is what they had names for. But anyway, make it up on your own accord and then use God's name. And then use God's name. Uh, by the way, they talked about uh, watching out for false prophets. They also said, put no God before me in the Ten Commandments. They also said, never use my name in vain. And he declared that he was the Lord. And he this is the first three. If I'm not mistaken, these are the first three commandments. This ninja then violated those three. And then talking about false. Hold on for a second. Let me, let me see here. The Ten Commandments. <laughs> I always ask a Christian when they say they're Christian. I say, tell me what the, tell me what the Ten Commandments are. Ninjas don't know it. Thou shall not. Have those thou shalt have no other God before me, Uno. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. All right. I mean, the first three right off the top. The first three right off the top. All right. And this ninja done violated all three right off the beginning. All right. Probably any of the other ones too. Thou shalt not steal. Ninja still in the Bible right in front of us. Okay. Unbelievable. But this is what you guys have to watch out for in the world, and this is where the world is going. Good luck out there. Let's get that straggle and sniggle intro and outro going. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky. You can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Ride. All right. All right. 
Yes, that was church for y'all today. Let me get to some super chats and we're going to get into uh, what are we doing here? Oh, what do we have here? We have a woman that wants some advice. Okay, interesting. I'm here for her. And an actress that confessed that um, she lost her virginity at age 12. An actress, she lost her virginity at age 12 and her father did something. We're going to go get into that, dig into that in a minute. Uh, 12 years old, guys, hold your hats out here. What do we got here? Mr. Ant the Great says, I would have put roach spray in a pepper spray bottle. LOL. Spray them roaches. Bob says, Coach, they're our queen. We have to be patient. (laughs) Be patient with the queen. Be patient with the queens. All right? They need just a little bit. They've been going through trauma. They've gone through a lot of trauma. And the way um, the the, uh, diets are set up and the, the, the struggle to make ends meet, means that the diets don't work the same. And the fact that they were slaves, yeah. Um. Anyway, JC says, your Madden game was fire. Defense and offense had clutch plays. Shout out to you. All right, I showed up on Madden on my CGA Guy Game channel, and I gave it a little bit of a test spin. I'm not ready to play people online. Did you guys know, man, they charging y'all ninjas to play online now? Man, this guy. They sell you a game, and the in-game peach purchases are out of control. Same thing on 2K and World Wrestling Federation. Lone Revolver, shout out to you with the co-sponsorship in the building. I'm rich, Need a Martin Luther Lee for Pastor Simp. Yeah, man, I got to get Martin Luther Lee up there because he definitely, even Martin Luther is rolling over there in his grave. Mr. DeCain. Juco69 uh, says tuition for my Favorite African-American out here. Thank you. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, I'm waiting for that NCA. Yeah, me too. He says, it's like that, man. Because I went and I played a whole bunch of 2K. I've been slaughtering the AI computer. I was like, let me get on here and play somebody. I clicked on play, uh, play online, and it was like, it, $99 a, a year. I was like, ninja. <laughs> they do. They charge you y'all to play online now because the servers. Anyway, what are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, man, dude, these kids, man. Where are we at here? These poor kids, these poor kids, the poor parents. Like if you're a parent and you have kids that play video games, y'all got to be like, are you crazy, man? Like, at least I understand, you know what I mean? And um, I have to watch my son. I think he got my credit card number, right? He got my credit card number. I'll be looking at my credit card balance sometime, and I'll be like, did I charge all this shit? Anyway, it happens. But if you're a parent that doesn't know about in-game purchases, you got to be going crazy because you literally cannot play a game with no in-game purchases. You cannot. Like, you can't play no games. You can't play COD. You can't play Fortnite. You can't play uh, 2K, WWE 2K. You can't play no games without no in-games, Roblox, Minecraft. It's absolutely crazy. FIFA, you can't play any games. So, like, your kid's probably bugging you all the time. Can I get some VC? You're like, what kind of VC you want? Can I get some Robux? Robux? (laughs) I need some Robux. Now I need some VC. You like what the hell is VC? I need that season pass. You 
dude, they be killing you because they I kill myself on it. <laughs> so they really be getting the parents, man. These parents got to be crazy telling their kids they broke. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Yeah, man. VR, yeah, it's crazy. And they were the original cryptocurrency. I remember Angry, Angry Man was talking about that one day. He was like, um, he made it make sense. He was like, um, the kids already trained for digital currency. And um, he said this about two years ago, and it stuck with me because it was an absolute fact. Because our age people are like, digital currency, no, cash will always be king. Well, no, the younger generation, are, they've already been trained for digital currency. Like, they can already make sense. This is why young people can make sense of crypto and older people cannot. It doesn't make sense to us because we cannot convert numbers like that. We couldn't even take on the uh, metric system when we were in the fourth grade because they tried to give us the metric system and we, we were such morons that we couldn't figure it out, <laughs> right? And so all of the people our age went through that trying to transition to metric system, which pretty much makes sense, but we stuck to taking uh, measuring things in feet like they did in the old days and yards and shit where the rest of the world's on the metric system. And here's the thing. Kids today can convert uh, uh, $30,000 in VC, 30,000 VC. They can convert that to dollars without thinking about it. <laughs> so kids today are accustomed to digital currency and they'll be good with it. In fact, most of them haven't really even seen cash unless their boomer grandparents gave them some cash in the card. Most of them have only seen cards in digital currency. That's the only thing that they've ever seen. They barely, I mean, every now and then they'll deal with cash. Probably about 98% of the time that they bought something has been with a card or digital currency. So it's, um, it is what it is. So they'll be quick to be able to convert um, things. Like I said, they'll be like, oh man, Ethereum. You need to get you some Ethereum and some X, XRP and XLM. Everybody's sitting there, okay, how much is an XLM? How much is an Ethereum? $1,800, but you can... You can buy a, you can buy not a whole Ethereum, a half of one, and everybody's sitting around. Well, how much is a half Ethereum? We don't know. How much is a half of Bitcoin? How much is a one fractional, fractional cent of Bitcoin? We have no idea. Boomers and Gen X, we're stuck. We're like, I don't know. <laughs> but kids, they know what VC is. They know what Robux is. They know what all that shit is. And they can convert it. I need 60,000 VC. That would be $75. <laughs> and so they're ready. When they transition to digital currency, it's just going to be like their video game. Period. All right, so you got to be concerned about them. They going as soon as we get the digital currency. They don't know nothing about cash. I used to try to give my kids cash. Hey, you want, you, you want some cash? They'd be like, mm -mm. nope. Put it on my card. <laughs> Put it on my Apple Pay. Apple Pay me. Send me a Venmo. Kids. It's a it's a rapski in terms of that. All right, anyway. Uh shout out to no government name. American black women are unruly, disrespectful, and contemptuous towards black men. If you want a black woman, get your passports and go to Africa and or get you a spicy Afro Latina. Indeed. Indeed. 
That's that, that guys. That's it. Amer- the American black woman has some, some something wrong with them, man. And I would love to help them, but you can't help them. They don't want no help. I ain't listening to you, you Uncle Tom Sambo. If you ain't, oh okay. He said they don't even know nothing about a check. Yep, kids don't know nothing about no check. Hey, let me write you a check. They would look at that check. What am I supposed to do with this? Yes, indeed. Afro Latinas. Oh, man, we, we live in a weird time. Macaroni, Tony, the communitas still stuck on Adam and Eve. The economic power is there, but the logic is not. On the Census Bureau, I checked the other box. <laughs> I checked the other. This is why for a long time, you know, again, y'all going to call me. Let's wait till I unleash on y'all. Y'all going to call me all kind of sambos. I'm like, I don't associate with them people over there. I've I been done said that. And you've been trying to drag me back with them people. And I'm like, those are not my people. Trust me. Those are not my people. At all. I don't know them. I don't want them. They cannot come to my neighborhood. In fact, when they get to the security gate at my neighborhood, there's got to be a photo of one of them that resembles them. Right. And I didn't even see their face. Do not let anybody in that looks like them. But, you know. Y'all want me to ride. Y'all want me to ride for them because we have the same skin color. Negative. It ain't going to happen. And I'm not correcting their behavior. And I'm not going to march when they get slapped and shot. (laughs) Anyway. It's crazy. Anyway. uh, Where do we got? Johnny Money with the first time super chat. Shout out to you, brother. Shout out to you with the first time super chat. We'll get the first time as a a noise here. (laughs) All right. Anyway, he says uh, to the women, he says to the women, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe with painful labor. You will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you, Genesis 3 and 16. So, guys, there it is right there. So he must have skipped that part of the Bible. He must have skipped that part of the Bible. Uh, anyway, wow, your, he says your desires will be for your husband. So he's wrong. False prophet. John Doe says, after hearing that false doctrine, I now side with Megan Good. If she had to hear that nonsense every day, I understand why she left. Indeed. Shaw X, coach, I'm a gamer, and I think the live service games with the in-game purchases hurt the quality of the game. Developers focus too much on cash grabs rather than quality content, and games come out broken. Indeed, and Madden is already broke. It's, you know, it hasn't been officially released. But, yeah, man, they're focusing on, you know, because kids are dumb. They'll pay for hairstyles and dances and shit like that, which is weird to me. I always want to hop on the game and play a season against the computer because that's how I was trained, right? <laughs> I was trained that you get there, you play a season on the computer, all right? Let me ball out and go 16-0 and 0 real quick and go to the Super Bowl and be done. But hell no. I got to have franchise mode and draft picks and shit and set a salary cap. And I got to put hair on the ninja and I got to give them muscles and I got to give them a mustache and a goatee stuff. I didn't ask for give them a dance and put tattoo sleeve on and 
go to the park and drink Gatorade and <laughs> right? Like, yo, I didn't ask for that, man. Go to the damn, go to the damn season mode. Let's start off week one. I got to go to training camp. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> 16 and on rookie mode. Hey, let's go kick some ass rookie mode. Let's get right into it. Play some games. What my season looking like? Nope. I got to train. I got to go through camp. I got to go through these damn jump scenes, jump scenes, jump scene where some interviewer is interviewing my guy and answer questions at a press conference. Who asked for this shit? Who asked for this? Nobody asked for that. I got to create the player. And if I answer the question, they give a response. Who asked for this? <laughs> all right, anyway, this is absolute crazy, man. These cutscenes where they got them all ready, Matt. And he's back there hanging with his homeboy and his agent, the female agent. They had to give her a role. Nobody asked for this. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Anyway, this is crazy, man. And I got to pay for this. This is terrible. Man, get the season going already. All right, Ninja Snuggle says, hey, coach, how did you learn to ride a motorcycle? Um, I had a guy teach me how to, mo uh, a guy, he wasn't a father figure, but he was a neighbor, and he taught me how to ride a motorcycle. And, um, <laughs> yeah, they got the girlfriend relationship. Hey, um, I, and, he, and he took me out to a, he took me out to a parking lot, and um, the parking lot was active, and he was like, this is what you do. And um, it took me quite a while. It took me probably a day to figure out what was going on. And uh, yeah, he taught me. And then I took a MSF class, which I tell everybody to take. Because even if you're an experienced writer, um, knowing how to maneuver in tight spots and stuff like that and move your motorcycle around, be defensive, learning how to slide your bike, I took an MSF class. So I tell everybody to get an MSF class. And MSF stands for Motorcycle Safety and Foundations or something like that. Motorcycle Safety Foundations is something like that. I tell everybody, you must take an MSF class, right? That is a must for everybody, okay? And it will teach you, you know, how to, how to wear your gear, respect the road, look out for people doing stupid shit. Anyway. Yeah, safety maneuvers, um... You know, yeah, a whole bunch of things, man. I it's a it was a game changer for me. And once I took that class, I became a better rider. I was already riding. I would ride my motorcycle to the class, and by the time I got done with the class, I think it was a two or three day class. I was a way better rider. Like just taking the class, I was a way better rider. So anyway, does it help with insurance? It should give you insurance discounts too. It should give you insurance discount discounts. All right. Callie West says, it's my birthday today. Shout out to you. Happy birthday out here. And he says, I can't get my night started without shouting out CGA and the coach gang. I saw you were live earlier. I clicked the like button, uh, but I was actually preparing for my show. But uh, shout out to you and happy birthday to you. Thank you, brother, out there. Go Matadors. Uh, but uh, anyway. And, um... You should also consider taking the intermediate class as well. So never get too caught. One thing I noticed and learned about motorcycle safety foundations course is never get, never become a cocky rider. Pause. 
right? Never become cocky. Every time you get on your bike, you should be thinking about what can you learn today? And uh, every time I'm on my bike, I, I humble myself. Um, you know, I don't try to race. I do. I have participated in racing, street racing. I don't encourage it. I have got involved in it, but not in traffic. But most of the time, you don't even have to be in traffic to get hurt. The asphalt will always win. In fact, there was a football player, former football player, that just got killed on the most common common way to die on a motorcycle, okay? And um, what is the most common accident on a motorcycle other than you uh, laying your bike down, okay? Anyway, what is the most common accident on a motorcycle? Shout out to the Jimmy ZTT. He says, so Eve was a whole, was whole, yet Adam had a loose, wait a minute, I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to come back to that. He said, popping a wheelie, no. But that will probably do it. Making the left turn. Cars making the left turn. That is one. Now, um, I know I didn't plan to do this, but I'll give it to you right here. The car making the left turn. That is the common one. And what happens is they can't see you. They're not looking for you. They're not looking for you. So what will happen is, let me see if I can pull it up here. Motorcycle. A guy just died of a motorcycle accident. And when you when I read the story, I was like, damn. Crazy. So um, the guy's name is Alex Collins. So what happens is, I'll just show you, um, when, you're, when you're on the bike and you're going straight, what will happen is anybody making a left turn, that's the most common accident. So you're going straight on the street. And somebody's making a left turn to go into the shopping center. They're going to cross three lanes to go into the shopping center. So you're going straight and they come up to cross, to turn left into the crossing center. That's the most common accident. That's the most common accident. And the reason why is that driver, they're looking for cars. They're not looking for motorcycles and you can't see or hear the motorcycle, right? And so depending on what lane you're riding in, they don't have sight of you. So you will... They will turn right in front of you. Actually, I know a person that actually broke her pelvis and, and several bones on the left turn, right? So you're driving straight, and they're turning left across in front of you. They're not looking for motorcycles. That is the most common accident. And this NFL player died just like that. Uh, let me see if I can show you here. That was this week, and uh, it was bad. Let me show you the article here. So for motorcycle riders, man, watch out for that one. That's the one you got to really pay attention to because they're not watching you. It says right here, Alex Collins, frantic 911 call, Alex Collins, fatal crash. I can't find him. Okay. They could not find the guy. They could not find the guy. The reason why they could not find him was because when, the, motor, when the, the motorist turned left, he hit the back of the car and he flew into the car, Ninja. So they, when, he, when he hit the car, he hit the tail end of the back end of the vehicle. Um, he probably had to maneuver late. He hit the car, flew in the back window of the SUV, and that's where he died. Now, they got out the car to look for him, and they couldn't find him because he was in the back of the car. Ninja. Woo! 
It says right here, um, it says right here, the uh, TMZ obtained the 911 call in Fort Lauderdale. The woman on the phone was driving the SUV that collided with Collins' motorcycle. It says right here, during the call, which took place three minutes after the crash, the driver said she was hit from behind, calling herself hysterical. Oddly enough, that's related to them. While frantically trying to locate Collins, she told the 911 dispatcher, I tried to look to see where he landed. I can't find him. The person who was on the motorcycle. That's the gentleman there. If you can see my screen, that's the gentleman there. He played for the Baltimore Ravens. And it said right here, later in the call, the driver is told, the driver is told Collins was in her SUV. He's in there, she asked. Yeah, open the door. A voice screamed back. Um, it says right here. Um, it says right here, uh, Collins was uh, riding a 2004 Suzuki motorcycle, was traveling eastbound on West Oakland Park Boulevard and struck a woman driving westbound in a 2002 Chevy attempting to make a left turn. There you go right there, the left turn. According to investigators, at some point, the Chevy driver proceeded to turn left to travel south onto the uh, Northwest 33rd Avenue. As the car crossed the eastbound lanes, the motorcycle struck the rear passenger side of the SUV. Very common. That's the place you're going to strike them. The impact caused the motorcyclist to enter the rear passenger side window of the Chevrolet and come to a final rest inside the car. Inside the car. Damn. So, um, yeah, that's 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 the one of the most common ones. And um, um, another thing that happens is I actually knew a person. She slid uh, almost 100 yards. Uh, when she got hit, same accident, same one. Tur- the person was turning left in front of her. She was driving a Harley. She she uh, she broke. She frat, uh, she shattered her pelvis. She can't have kids anymore. She can't have kids. So um, and she was twenty eight years old, and she played volleyball, Division one volleyball, and um, yep, just like that. She rode her motorcycle back and forth to the gym, and uh, she did that one. But she said she flew over the car. And uh, slid another almost 100 feet. Now, um, on that, the sad part is that, um, you know, people don't understand that um, when I ride my bike, I can see a lot of people texting, man. They be texting. Um, They're not watching. They're not paying attention. I'll ride beside them. They're looking at their phone. They're looking at their phone for way longer than five seconds, not even looking for motorcyclists at all, not even looking at traffic. They're just assuming nothing's going to change in front of them. Well, you guys don't realize how much, how long you look actually look at your phone. And what you people do is, I see people here, they're doing this, and they'll look up. That's what they're doing. But, you know, traffic conditions change. One last thing, this is why motorcyclists have loud, um, loud pipes, right? So if you've ever been and heard a motorcycle vroom with the loud pipes and you thought it was annoying, it's actually not annoying. Loud pipes, loud pipes save lives, right? Loud motorcycles, loud pipes save lives. In fact, it's because of the loud pipes, you notice them. And that's the most important thing to the motorcyclist. The person riding the bike at least wants to be noticed and acknowledged. So now that you heard me, you're probably going to look out for me. But if you're riding a bike that isn't loud, oddly enough, one of these morons in America will run your ass over. Okay. All right, loud, loud pipes save lives. So never get mad at motorcyclists with loud pipes. 
Unless it's six in the morning. All right, yeah. All right, but be careful. Be careful, be careful, be careful. And and if you're a driver and you don't ride bikes, watch out when you make left turns because you're looking for vehicles. When the vehicle traffic clears, the motorcyclist is really small. You can't see them. And so, yeah, you're not paying attention. And when you make that left turn, it's too late. That person can very rarely adjust, especially, yeah, yeah, it's a mess. So be careful and conscious of that. That's just food for thought. But that's how that player died. And I knew it, too. When I heard that he died, I was like, "I prop, watch, it's a left turn. And sure enough, it's a left turn. All right, anyway. Anyway, let's get on to this right here. This young lady needs your advice. Are you ready to give some advice? Let's give this young woman some advice here. Let's give this young woman some advice. I don't know what she's doing, but she's crying on the internet, which you know it's going to be messed up. So here it is right here. Leo K again with a feature video. Let's see what she's talking about. I want to know how the hell people in Canada are even living. I generally consider myself a positive person. I'm like resourceful, but some stuff happened around the property and like, well, I know I'll never truly be homeless. Like I have family to live with. And, you know, like, I have options. Like, I'm luckier than a lot of other people. But how the hell is anyone existing in Canada? Like, I just, I feel trapped. And, like, like I just got a good job. I start in September. But even with that job, it pays less than 40 grand a year. And it's a job that requires, like, education. And even on that job, like, I still can't do shit. I can't buy anything. I can't afford the rent these days. Like, your rent's due, motherfucker. I I do think I have some jobs for you. Um, there's something that could be done here. How dare you? A porcelain princess is in the building here. Um, she might be able to drop that neck. All right, let's continue here. I'm I'm just I'm I'm just feeling so much despair and I know I'm normally like really really positive but I'm just like how is everyone else and are you okay cuz the answer is probably no and I know I'm lucky I don't I don't have kids I have like good family that will support me but do, Oh we got to break this down I just I feel like I can't stay here. Where else you gonna go? But I can't move anywhere else. Exactly. Because anywhere else. Okay. Remember when I told you women are lost? Mm. Women are lost, fam. All right. She looking like Peppermint Patty. All right. She looking like Peppermint Patty on the uh, Peanuts gang. All right. Peppermint Patty, I do have some advice for you. Uh, First and foremost, this is where women don't know what to do. I know people think women are living it up, hot girl summer, slutting around. They lost. They don't know what to do with themselves, fam. This economy is kicking their ass, and I told you that it was going to be the case. Now they're crying on the internet, doing the simp wolf whistle. They don't know what to do. They cannot support themselves. I know that there's some wonderful women out here that, that can do it, and you're half-assedly doing it. Be Be truthful. I'm like, women aren't making it. No, there's no, I mean, because men aren't making it. So Peppermint Patty, 
go get barefoot, go get pregnant, learn how to cook, go get you a man, learn how to drop that neck, go get you a husband. Your rent's due, Go get sugar daddy. I don't know what to tell you, man. Wait, <laughs> go get sugar get daddy. daddy. That's why they out here sugar daddy and fam. That's why they out here sugar daddy and y'all don't even know. They shook, They out here selling Punani Peace Leave, OnlyFans. They don't know what to do with themselves, man. But here's the problem. When they're out in public, they be like, I got it. You ain't got to tell me nothing. I don't need no man. <laughs> he says he can't do that either. But here we go. I tell you, man, America, this is Canada. Oh, Canada. All right. This is Canada, but this is America, too. Women under 25, 26, they have no direction. They misguided, undecided. They don't know what to do. They trying to sell feed pictures. Junior college lit. Junior college is lit. We out here doing the debaucherous things with your future wives. These are your future wives. Dude, feminism is so much strong and independent. Feminism has made these women almost obsolete. Like to the point where she said, I'll cook and clean. You still wouldn't take the deal. You were like, mm. <laughs> and here's the thing that feminism works on. I mean, feminism doesn't work on ugly women because I mean, this woman obviously is not that attractive. I mean, she's doable, but as you can see, peppermint Patty needs some work. Now here's the thing. These people out here what what at best is she going to be in life what at best a grocery store scanner like what what how far is she going not very far and she ain't going to be able to cut it on her own for the next 45 years the next 50 years she ain't going to be able to cut it but she could be one of these good get back in that goddamn kitchen get in there and make something out here but take care of them babe clean this goddamn house now, I done told you, be in your moo-moo. All she need is a good moo-moo, walk around barefoot, take care of these kids. Get, get your out here. I, I'll be back. I'm going to the titty bar. All right, and you go to the titty bar, you come back. All right, get in the bed. <laughs> get in the bed. Get in the bed. All right, here we go. Let me get push and shove. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, clean that up. <laughs> I think I deserve better than this. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, anyway. You'll get nobody and like it. You're lucky to be with me. Typical. And she'd have a fantastic life. <laughs> right, anyway. <laughs> she'd have a fantastic life. She would look like what? Okay, look. How much better this is going to be for her? <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> Now make me a sandwich, all right? Give me a sandwich. Shout out to Dr. Thunder. Go make me a sandwich. And then when I come home, have it have my sandwich made beforehand. No, anyway, let me stop. But listen, I'm telling you, man, how much better is this going to get for her? This is going to be a wrap. This is a wrap for the, this is the typical average person. And they're wondering, like, what, what do I do next? I'll never truly be, What? Ever truly be homeless like i have family to live with uh, okay see now that right there that should scare every man in america because this is what she's saying i'm not gonna have a man i'll never be homeless i'll mooch off my family so you this is your daughter right here this is somebody's daughter she going nowhere the dad knows it 
The dad knows she about to leech off of him for the next day. This is why dads offloaded women to other men. Oh, she a good one. I trained her up good. She never rolled in the hay with no man. She a virgin. She got her whole little cherry. Ain't never been popped. All right. She good and she know how to clean and cook and know how to pick up. She got wide hips, and she could push out five babies in eight years. Here we go. I'll give you a plot of my family land, and I'll go ahead, and you can cultivate it and make it your own. Uh-huh. Take her off my hands and put her, make a good woman out of her. Make an honest woman out of her. <laughs> this one right here. All right, I raised her up right. She know how to iron and clean and cook. She know what to do, all she need to do. She a little bit honorary and rebellious, but you can take her right now. Get her off my hands, or else if you don't take her, I'm stuck with her. <laughs> All right, so now this nigga stuck with this, this lumberjack somewhere in the middle of maple syrup, Canada. Now it's stuck with this Millie Mouth muskrat. Stuck for the next 10 years. She's going to be 35 while I got my family to mooch off of. Here, five goats. Here a couple of piggins, all right? And we got a pig pen down there in the back over there, and we got a tree that produces the best maple syrup in Vancouver, all right? I got it for you. Just take her off my hands. Yep, she primed and ready, and she been undefiled. She got it all intact, all right? I know. I watched her stir the whole time. All right, anyway, let's see what we got here. Damn. And, you know, like, I have options, like. Her option was to mooch off her daddy. Her option was to mooch off her daddy. Guys, you guys want kids in this generation? First of all, if they ain't in therapy, they ain't going nowhere. Oh, I, I got options. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, I'll never truly be homeless. Like, I have family to live with. And, you know, like, I have options. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> I'm luckier than a lot of other people, but how the hell is anyone existing in Canada? Like, I just, I feel trapped and like, like I just got a good job. I started in September, but even with that job, it pays less than 40 grand a year. Yeah. 40 grand a year. Can't you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke? Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. And it's a job that requires, like, education. And even on that job, like, I still can't do shit. I can't buy anything. I can't afford the rent these days. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm. You misguided, undecided. Thank you, feminism. Where, where do they go from here? Oh, it'll get better. I'm just feeling so much despair. And I know I'm normally, like, really, really positive. But I'm just... Like, how is everyone else? And are you okay? Because the answer is probably no. And I know I'm lucky. I don't, I don't have kids. I have, like, good family that will support me. But There it is. I got good family that I'm going to mooch off of. Until when? When, man? I'm in a bind, Nate. When? When, when are the family going to kick you out? I just, I feel like I can't stay here. Yep. Or I can't move anywhere else because anywhere else yep you can't go nowhere else your rent's due motherfucker i mean this woman's under 25 years old i think but um this is what they got to look forward to you notice they never say 
I'm looking, I'll, I'll be a good woman to a man. All right, forget it. All right, look, let me mooch off of somebody here. That's never the option, but they don't have another option. It's sad. Uh, the defiance is sad. God is shining down. God is looking down on them and said, boy, we did a number on them. Speaking of a number, remember I told you, you got to watch out for these fast tail girls. Again, fathers with daughters, be careful. This is a woman named Lily Allen. I never heard of her. But she has a confession to make that will be shocking to a lot of men. But it's something that I warned you ninjas about, didn't I? Lily, Ann, Lily Allen confessed that the dads called the cops when she lost her virginity at about 12 years old. 12. 12. They get started mad early, man. Lily Allen, 38, is currently married to Stranger Things star David Harbour, age 48, and he's showing all the teeth that he could possibly show. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. Brothers. Jesus. Artist, actress, and musician Lily Allen, Lily Allen, I can't say that, had a wild first time. The smile singer confessed that her dad's called the cops on her during a family vacation when he discovered she went missing after sneaking off with the summer fling. I actually went missing, she said. I lost my virginity to a guy called Fernando in Brazil. When I was about 12, no, I am not joking. She called, she said during the, um, okay, a podcast. They thought I actually went missing, but I went to his hotel room and I was on holiday with my dad and brother and obviously didn't come back to my room. They didn't say how old the boy was. They did not say. All right, so because I was asking the same thing. Alan 38 continued to explain that she slept in the next morning and woke up to a police search on the beach. Now, if the guy had a hotel room and there was no parents in his hotel room, we just going to have to assume that this man or the, the person that she was with was old enough to have his own hotel room. Woo-wee! Guys, did it say 28? It says, I woke up the next day and there were police all over the hotel. They were literally combing the beach and had T-shirts asking if this was what she was wearing. I didn't have the heart to say no. I was just losing my virginity, she laughed. After the beach incident, the fear singer admitted the entire experience was all a bit traumatic and confessed that she didn't have sex again for a while. Okay, they're talking about the marriage right there. All right, so let me see if they... Okay, they, they didn't cover the rest. That's what they left it as. That's what they left it as. Jew-wee. Man, these... Oh, man. These women, the things they do with their peace leaves, you would not even know, man. You would not even know. You would not even know. No victim, only volunteers. And he was throttled. I can't even, I can't even talk about it because she was underage. I can't even joke. But it sounded like a long night to her, as traumatizing as it would be. Oh, my goodness. But the things you don't know, man. My man said Lolita style. The guy was an adult. 
the guy had to be an adult. So, and the dad was so concerned calling the police. She didn't, I can't even say it because she was a minor. I can't say what he was doing to her, but she fell asleep. Fernando, unbelievable guy. So look, man, now what do you think? Ladies are like, what's wrong? What's wrong with it? What this is this is what we're doing. I'm trying to tell these guys and warn you. Now the number's all the way down to 12. I mean, like, where do you got to go back to body count on many of these people? I've and I've been saying it, so you cannot say I'm exaggerating. I said some of these people start way earlier than we're comfortable talking about. But you guys don't want to talk about it. Do you want to la 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 and say 18, 18, 18? Some women been ran through completely by 18. And we actually showed you videos of women admitting as such. So be careful. Yep, she laughing it off. She like, oh, well, you know, don't everybody do it? Man almighty, be careful out here, gentlemen. And of course, if you have daughters, pay close attention. If a daughter at 12 could just run off to another man's hotel room, come on, man. <laughs> like, there's nothing off limits. There's nothing that is beyond the possibility of being true. I mean, like, you'll be like, oh, no, my, ne- my daughter would never do that. What? She literally ran and spent the night. Oh, my goodness. This girl would have been unbelievable weirdos. All right, we're ready for the main event. But before we do that, I better catch up on Super Chat so everything is not out of context. DJ Berserk says they drive like no one else exists on the road, but they think they are superior drivers. They do. They definitely do think they are superior drivers. And I do have a funny video related to that, but I think I just closed it. I was like, oh, I'm not going to use the video. But of course, this would have been the perfect video to use related to that. That woman driving on the train tracks. All right, dang. And I just, I think I just closed the video. But um, yep, you got to watch out for them. They, they don't pay attention to the role. Ladies, I know you think I pick on you all the time. Oh, you always picking on women. Oh, I found the video. But trust me, I drive a truck. Paid for their weddings, and these were elaborate, expensive. Wait a minute. Um, I, I drive a truck, and I drive motorcycles. I drive next to um, passenger cars, cars all the time, being dr- driven. I drive next to cars all the time. Almost every woman that I drive by is on that goddamn phone. I kid you not. Almost every one of them are on that phone. It don't matter how old they are. You know they sexting somebody. You know they're tech- they on that phone, driving. It don't matter what age they are, they are. They on that phone doing the lookup. And I'm riding my motorcycle looking by like. And then they just be like, yep, I'll change lanes. And you're like, you didn't even look. See, here's the thing about the, the best drivers actually take inventory while they drive. Meaning that not only do I use my eyes, my mirrors and shit like this, I also know who I passed up. I know if I'm in the back and nobody's behind me. Now, I don't know it, but as I'm driving, I'm taking inventory so that if I do need to make a lane switch, I know that there's probably nobody over there because where I just came from. So I'm kind of taking inventory. This is why I can kind of slalom because I know, you know, but I still look, you still look and verify, but you take inventory. But some people don't. They don't take no inventory. They just be, I don't need to know. They'll be at the stoplight. Just looking. 
just looking at their phone, and then they'll look up, look up, oh, it's time to go, go. But there could be a bike coming. There could be a motorcycle. There could be a whole bunch of things that change in between the last time you were looking at your phone when you stopped in between the light change. So you should be taking inventory. Is somebody going to carjack me? Is somebody waiting to cross the crosswalk? Is somebody jaywalking? I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that can happen. But nope, they figure that just because they're stopped, they don't have to no longer look. And that's how bullshit happens. All right, they're just driving on the offense. I have uh, the defensive driving skills. By the way, let's take a look at this video. I think this is quite funny. Um, it kind of uh, sums up the the drivers, that the, the bad drivers. Here we go. Ale, Ale, nu. Bro, dat 500 euro boete wat je hebt gedaan. Je gaat de rekening krijgen, dat beloof ik u. En nu? Jong, wacht er weer, dat ding, man. Echt, echt. Het komt door, het komt dan. He said, you crazy bitch. Oh, he like, oh, it's over. <laughs> oh, no. All right. I can't speak German, but he probably was calling her all kind of crazy bitches. <laughs> oh, no. Poor thing. Look at her. She in the car. She like, uh, how do I get around this barrier? It's plastic. Run it over. You ignored the signs. Now your ass is stuck. It's not a concrete barrier. Run it over. <laughs> right? She's like, I don't know what to do. Look at her. Deer in headlights. She don't. Oh, get out of the car. Uh, your car's on the tracks, ma'am. Panicking. Panicking ensues. <laughs> She's, what are you saying here? What are you telling me? I don't want to cook her clean. I'm not. I'm strong and independent. I don't have to listen to you. I have a boyfriend. That's basically what she was saying. All right. What are you trying? Men are always trying to mansplain. That's what she was saying right there. Look at her. She's still yelling all in her rebellious spirit. I don't have to listen to you. Just move the damn barrier. <laughs> oh, it's what? It's German. It's oh, it's oh, this is South Africa. Okay. It's Afrikaans. So South Africa. And there she is right here. Okay, uh, just move that plastic barrier here. <laughs> he cussing her out. He like, this crazy. What? I can't believe this shit. All right. All right, I moved it. Bring your car. All right, before you die. All right, come on. You can put, just put your car in drive. Come on. He like, come on. Drive it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So the panic ensues. She can't get the car back and drive. I mean, little, reverse it at least. Nope, stuck. He like, you got three seconds, you crazy bitch. Like, what are you doing? Oh, 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 oh it's too late. Damn, he's like. Well, we know what happened there. Trang. Trang. Trang got her. Trang. She definitely, definitely was on the Trang. Trang. <laughs> All right, man. Oh, man. Ladies, you know, you're here for us for pain and for laughs.
She dropped it in the neutral, like, bram. I don't think she died, but yeah, man, she la she went out with the last. Trying. Man. They didn't need no man, huh? They didn't need no man. All right. Uh, shout out to our brother. Says, uh, Abel returns to eating coach. We have had motorcycle airbags for years and no riders I know wear them. He says, let alone helmets and full gear. I am a registered nurse and treat uh, tons of crippled former riders. Just sad. They just refuse shaking my head. Indeed. Yeah, man. I know they have uh, airbags. It, it just doesn't look cool, man. Doesn't look cool. That's the thing about riding. Riding is the modern day uh, equivalent of the Wild West horseback riding. Right? So, you know, wearing a helmet sometimes just doesn't seem cool. Although state laws have it. I can't imagine now riding a motorcycle without a helmet. That's psycho to me. But people do it. There's some states that do it. Um, you're, you're asking to have your uh, pumpkin smashed. And um, also... You know, people that don't wear long sleeves in their gear. I get it, man. People want to look cool on their bikes. But I actually, um, I actually have, you know, when I don't have all my gear on, I feel naked on the bike. But uh, be safe out there. And people in the medical industry, you'll find out they're vehemently against motorcycle riding. Like emergency responders, nurses, doctors, they'll be like, you crazy to ride on the bike. <laughs> right? You know why? Because they see ninjas mangled up. They see people mangled up on a daily basis coming in riding a the bike. They see the headless horsemen coming in there. Ninjas coming in with no head. Motorcycles don't have airbags. Um, I don't know if the motorcycle does, but you can wear a vest, a vest that has airbags. Somebody says ex-boyfriend lost his leg on the bike. Yep. Ninjas bikes can change your life like that. Like, I mean, you know, I don't want to scare you. But uh, you have a hundred percent chance of getting in an accident on the bike. It's a hundred percent. Like it's guaranteed you're gonna get in one. It's just a matter of how bad. Uh, but anyway, yeah. If you're in the ER, nurses, medical assistants, they see people that come in on bikes and they be like, "God damn, the headless horseman." Mm. Um. But anyway, but it is definitely a. <laughs> He said the headless horseman for real. Coming in, people be had their heads detached. Their heads still be in the helmet. Their heads still be in the helmet. That's how bad the, head, the accident be. Like their head is still in the helmet, but their head is not on their head, on, the, on their neck. Wear your gear, fellas. Wear your gear. All right, shout out to JC says, how dangerous is it to speed with my Mastodon on a motorbike? Shout out to you over there. <sighs> I wouldn't, and don't ride people on, don't ride people on your bikes. I don't suggest that. I, I mean, if you do have a cruiser, if you have a cruiser, I would ride people on my bike. But if you're on a crotch rocket, don't do it. Uh, anyway, Catfish A says, fuel for next brimstone and fire session. We almost there. All right, thank you, brother. And uh, let me check the cash apps. Did I get the Jimmy ZTT? Cesar Ramirez, thank you, brother, for your super chat. Shout out to River Bacon says, get some coffee for a flatback. Oh, they love their coffee. Coffee, uh, computer geek, Genesis, Genesis 3, 1 through 7. Eve messed up. <laughs> Wait, 
Eve messed it up first, you bitch. That is Genesis 3, 1 through 7. Eve messed it up. You bitch. You bitch. All right. Crazy. All right. That's basically the story. And uh, did I get Jimmy ZTT? He says, so Eve was whole, yet Adam had a loose, had to lose a rib for her creation. So what Reverend is saying is that once again, women have nothing and bring nothing unless a man provides it for them. Shout out to the coach gang. That's what he said. That's what he said, but to not be judged. Not be judged by it. All right. Um, anyway. Somebody said they had a son that died through a motorcycle. I saw that earlier. I saw that earlier. Somebody said their son died on a motorcycle incident. Mm, sad. I do encourage people learn how to do it, but just be very careful, man. Just be very, not, not be careful, but don't get cocky on motorcycles. There was a YouTuber or Instagram girl that died on a motorcycle. She was like, had a motorcycle page. Let me see here. IG uh, woman motorcycle death. And um, yeah, of course she crashed. Let me see here. Her name is, the, she was the sexy motorcycle, sexiest motorcyclist. She had a big, uh, and she was from Russia. Let me see here. Let me see what she looks like. She looks like a Natasha. I remember when that happened right here. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Darwin Awards. This is her right here. Russian female biker was performing raunchy stunts for Instagram wearing just a thong and high heels Dies in a horrific crash. Yeah. It could happen that fast. This is her right here. This is her. And she was like, uh, yeah, oh, there it is right there. And that, this is what gets your head right here. Is these barriers. These barriers right here. These, um, you know, sometimes they're cinder block. That barrier right here. This is what gets your head. So you slide off the bike, but then you hit, you hit one of these barriers in the middle. And it just gets your head right there. Um, but uh, there it is right there. The bike's all mangled in between that. That's how you go down. There she is riding her bike. She was doing a lot of stunts and stuff. Yep, happens. It's a reality of motorcycle riding, so you must be not cocky. You know what I mean? I get it. People want to go fast. But, yeah, she was like, I'm going to do a stunt. I'm going to do a recording my bikini and panties and high heels and shit. Done. Ring the bell. Be careful out there. Yeah, she does stunts. She does stunts. And her IG was filled uh, with stunts. She was the sexiest motorcyclist. And it only takes one mistake. There you go. That's one of her stunts right there. And uh, be careful, fam. Rest in peace to Natasha. Olga. I wonder if her Instagram's still active. Instagram. I'll get to, I, there's not much on Derek Jackson, so I'll get to that in a minute. Instagram, Olga. See, this is her. This is her. Let me see if our, let's see if our IG is still active. That would suck. Damn, I can't figure out. There's too many damn, okay, Prania. Oh, there we go right there. Okay, all right. Let me see if it's still active. Um, Nope. Oh, no, that might not be her, though. There's a, there's a, bunch, of, there's a bunch of Natasha's name that. All right, so you can't really tell. All right, so anyway. 
I'm gonna I wanna pull up the injury. You can't really tell. There's so many people that have her name. So yeah, man, ladies, there you go right there. There's all her pictures, most of her pictures, sexily clad right there. Just like that. So you respect your bite. When you're out there, respect your bite. Make sure there's no naked pictures on here. There she is there. There, there was she winning. She was winning, Ninja. She was winning. She had the body. That little body got mangled up, I'm sure. She pretty much skin and bone. So flat back. She got her flat back out. Yeah, she was like, look. Whew. Man, be careful out there. Take life, ser- take life seriously, man. It's no joke. We got the Jimmy ZTT. Uh, says, I want to apologize to the coach. Gang, gang, I was wrong about the reverend's message to his flock. It wasn't about Eve being empowered all for that film nonsense. The real message is that all men pay. Starting from the first man through to you. And, of course, that's you. What else do you say? And that's you. He says, uh, praise be to the free agent lifestyle. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's get back to the show. Let's get to Derek Jackson out here. Selling more wolf tickets. Selling more wolf tickets. He's back. Derek Jackson. I know you're watching the show too, sir. Derek Jackson. Here we go right here. He's back. He's now telling his side of the story. If you don't know, Derek Jackson was considered the biggest simp in America. Um, he's not a very eloquent speaker, meaning that he's needs to be rehearsed and he kind of rambles on and on. He's definitely in the spirit of Hafiz, but he is charming as hell. And um, people forget that Derek Jackson is like six foot five and very muscular, very fit guy, a big barrel chest and muscles and all this stuff. And if you are not aware, people really hated Derek Jackson because of what he was doing. He, what he was doing was not that he was a simp, but he was portraying a simp selling a fantasy to women, particularly black women. Eventually what happened was he got married to a very, you know, understated looking black woman. She was certainly not the best, but he had a long history with her giving women the chance to believe that even she can get a Derek Jackson, but it was revealed that he was having multiple affairs, some videotaped. He then, it then was discovered that he was cheating on her the entire time. She was a grape survivor, not from him. She had low self-esteem. And then when he got exposed, he dragged her out on the internet, making her look ridiculous, wearing a Jiffy Pop um, bonnet on her head. You know, completely taking advantage. Now, the woman ended up then doing an interview, and she seems like she's not completely innocent. She, in fact, Derek says, was cheating on him at one particular point. But let me roll some places here, just so you know that America is a place of redemption. So even Derek Jackson, who seemed to be almost good for dead, is now rebranding himself. He's been on several podcasts. So let's see what he has to say and break it down. Without pretty quickly. And man, I just grew up, it wasn't objectively bad, but the story I created from the dynamic of not only daddy not being there and not having answers, but my mama working two to three jobs year round, um, I just felt invisible, you know? Cause like, again, I was really living with my two sisters. And they connected to each other a lot better okay. than they did me. Yeah. Everybody loved me, to be yeah. real with you. My mama loved me and they loved me. But then when mama get home from work, she need time just to be a human being. She got her own battles. So as she's trying to give herself, she's really stretched thin. 
And then on top of that, again, she barely connects with me. I'm missing my daddy. So a lot of my childhood, man, was just feeling invisible, feeling somewhat abandoned. Even though objectively that wasn't what was going on, that was a story I had created. And then I acted out to get a lot of attention. How'd you act out? Uh, school. I was, I was the knucklehead that made it really hard to find a babysitter. You know, they just knew that Bud was my childhood name. Bud gonna act up. Bud don't like to listen. Bud just needed some attention. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. All right. This dude right here, man, I mean, I don't think I could get along with the guy. I think I would probably share a couple of winks, and I see what you're doing there. But he's just an eternal um, guy that know how to play people's emotions. And this is sickening because people think, you know, they accuse me of this, of kind of enraging people. But what he does is he tries to let people's guard uh, come down, and he tries to play the charming more uh, I'm a victim and I'm just poor me old me and this is how he gets women to sleep with him right you know uh, poor me old me you know I'm just a dumb big old goofy ass jock all right and then he charms them out of their panties you're watching game right here all right let's continue and bud knew it the world is going to stop if I if I get in trouble if I talk too much if I get out my seat if I do this that now so I got whoopings and all that stuff but it was really my way of getting attention. So that was pretty much my childhood. Again, yeah. my mama, a single mom. She made everything stretch how they needed to. She taught me basically everything up. So he, he, yeah, somebody pathological liar. Um, yeah, he did spray on that hairline too. But pathological liar. So he's setting up the victim. The the whole thing. I was a bad kid and I was invisible and nobody saw me and my mama worked two jobs and my sister. So he's setting up how he's able to then reel you back in. It's very crafty. But it's something that he's been doing all his life. But he tries to frame. I don't think he's learned anything, just to be honest with you. He tried to frame it as he's the good guy. I think this is disgusting feature, right? This is a cult. Uh, people talk about me in, in the manosphere, if you will. But this is a disgusting characteristic. It's not genuine at all. And everybody can see it from a mile away except for, you know, women in their lust. Let's continue. Until I got to 10th grade. And that's when I had my stepdaddy, Mr. Lloyd, rest in peace. He uh, came into the picture. And he gave me kind of that blue-collar work ethic thing. You know, we roofing, we fixing cars, we cutting grass. So yeah. that's pretty much it, man. Did you have Did you have any sexual experiences at a young age? No, no, no ne never before my first, like, losing my virginity at, like, 16. Mm. Uh, no, 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 abba dabba dabba. He said, did you have a sexual experience at a young age? 16? I know. I, 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 yeah, he'd be a great pastor. He lying. He lying. He was touching on girls since he was a young and playing hide and go get it. All right. He was finger. He was finger foxing girls at a very young age. All right. More than likely. Stop. Where did he grow up in? Chicago, Alabama, Georgia. All right. Let's play that part again. In grass. So yeah. That's pretty much it, man. Did you have Did you have any sexual experiences at a young age? No, 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 never before my first, like, losing my virginity at, like, 16. About 16. Mm -hmm. So he, he closed his eye to think about it. Work ethic thing. You know, we roofing, we fixing cars, we cutting grass. So yeah. That's pretty much it, man. Did you, have, did you have any sexual experiences at a young age? No, no, no ne never before my first, like, losing my, my virginity at, like, 16. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brothers, look at this look right here, fam. Uh, 16, uh... Uh, what can I think of? What number can I pull out right here? Uh, I, I just think I, 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 
All right, let's continue. <laughs> About 16. Mm-hmm. So same as me. Lost my virginity at 16. Uh, when you lost your virginity at 16, what did that teach you as a man? Was that something that your homeboys was encouraging everybody in the neighborhood? What city did you grow up in? Enterprise, Alabama. Well, between Elba and Enterprise, Alabama. Enterprise, Alabama. Shout out to Alabama right now. You know what I'm saying? We ripping kind of hard. The Montgomery Molly Wild representing. Another Alabama, man. The Alabama's been taking fat L's lately. Alabama been taking some fat ass L's lately over the last five, couple of years. Uh, <laughs> Enterprise, Alabama. Yeah. And so at 16, you end up giving up your virginity. What was that like? What did that teach you? Um, no, no. That when a girl say, come see my hair at one in the morning, it probably ended to come see your hair. Um, <laughs> to my, it was to my next door neighbor, and I don't want to go into detail about it, but um, honestly, bro, I was just happy to be having sex. I ain't going to lie to yep, you. Yep. It just felt like a rite of passage, yep. you know, because at 15, 16 years old, you still trying to define yourself, be accepted. Yep. So this whole time, I wasn't necessarily tripping on sex, but when it came, I wanted to perform. Yep, yep. And I went in, you know, develop, but the, the, real, the reality of how I developed my relationship with sex actually started probably with pornography. That was about 10, 11 years old. Who introduced you to that? Uh, I won't say his name, but my homeboy. It was a homeboy. Back in, back in Elba, Alabama, he introduced me. Matter of fact, I think they were just introducing computers into the school. I'm old. <laughs> just introducing computers. So this yeah. is before they had firewall and all that. Now, 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 wait a minute. Now, wait, 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 wait. So this is a, this is a track. This is a crafty trick that he did on you. So what now he's going to do is talk about why he has an unhealthy relationship with sex and it's addiction to her. It's going to be pornography, right? But he's not going to elaborate on the 16. Well, he was 16. I don't know how old the girl was, but then again, you guys don't think that teenagers are having sex. You guys say you guys stay super stupid shit. Like sex is not for teenagers when it literally is. (laughs) All right. That's who's having it more than likely. All right. That's who's having a lot of it. So, who, who was the girl? Come see my hair? What is we talking about here? And what was the neighbor? How often? Let's go into that. But no, he wanted to skip to, now I'm going to go back and instruct people why I have a healthy relationship. And it's because, not because I was having sex with my neighbor, because I was addicted to prawn. You see, he switched it up. So then he can go further exploring to that. Let's continue. All that stuff, and yeah. man, he told me to go on a website and I went on the website. And from there, man, I kind of, I didn't, I won't say addicted, but I was definitely introduced to something way too early. What? Yeah. And he's probably not being truthful about that too. Although yes, I was introduced to pornography about that age as well. Did that, what do you remember that doing? Cause a lot of people don't understand how pornography shapes uh, the viewpoint of how men see or object. Now you see how they got now. How was this the conversation? Let's go back. We don't care about pornography. We care about how many, how you got to having sex out here and you're using real women. But they skipping over that. Oh, by the way, fair use. Objectify women. Yeah. And see, and- it's about objectifying women. What about the next door neighbor girl? And that's what I'm interested in. I'm very curious about that. And I had a conversation with, you know, even my sons, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. They be online, they'll end up something to pop up on these gaming stuff. And yeah. I was like, hey, 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 this, this is why you shouldn't do this. Yeah. No one ever had that conversation with me as, as a young man. Um, and my, I had a family member that had magazines, you know, and I seen them a couple of times when I was like 12. But I just never did. Like- 
Fair use, fair use. I get in, involved in it. So my question to you is how did that shape, when you look back, hindsight being 2020, how did that shape your viewpoint on yeah. uh, women? Well, what my therapist taught me was that. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my gosh. Not the therapist. Not the therapist. Oh, no. Oh, man. That it actually just created a toxic relationship with sex, period. It became kind of a, an escape, you know, something to immediately distract me, uh, make me feel less rejected if I ever felt that. So, you know, starting there, of course, it rewires your brain. It desensitizes yeah. you and stuff like that. It also miseducates you on what real intimacy is. So it took me well into my adulthood, actually, until, you know, I was married to understand that it's not about performance based. You know, whenever you're having sex with a woman, it's connection based. So I went, you know, even having sex in the earliest years, it was about, you know, the theatrics of what I could perform and so on yeah. and so forth, man. But. Uh, okay. <laughs> So again, we're not being accountable here. So he was able to go reveal to the therapist what he's sharing now, right? So uh, now he objectifies women and look at them and thinks about performance-based sex and he's hooked on booty because of his exposure to prawn. Okay, all right, all right. But we're not going to talk about that teenage sex stuff, are we? All right, come on, let's continue. Um, Especially if there's serious feelings involved, you may leave a woman feeling like a piece of meat Yeah, when she can tell you wasn't even there with her right so um not only that in the times where i wasn't having sex again that was my easy out like okay i i know i got porn you know i got this that and the other yeah. and i wasn't on there like four hours a day or nothing like that but i developed some nasty habits of when i'm really really stressed or hurt or grieving or whatever yeah i can do this and then go to sleep or i can do this to get my mind i can break the pattern by doing this so that was pretty much it man you're in college you go to college um how did you meet Denea. Math class. Uh, all right, let me skip. He's going to talk about how he met his wife and all of that stuff. Let me skip forward here. It's like, I went to sleep at the gas station. I'm like, went to sleep at the gas station? Oh, you know, at my, my event. It's like hundreds of people in there, but I can see her just chatting it up. So from December all the way until we graduated that late May or something like that, I had seen the cars together. I had seen all these different things. Um and it's the coworker that she had. Yeah, yeah, coworker, any classmate or something like that. So fast forward, and I'm thinking at this point, first off, we already coordinated where we're going to work after school. We're going to be in the same state, da 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 because I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. But at this point, I think it was really a lot of what she had been holding in because I had been unfaithful. You know, I had cheated and all this other stuff. Um, I think she never fully expressed herself on how that affected her. So at this point, I think it started bubbling up to where she got really hostile. Like, man, if, I don't care what you say. So she's out overnight. It's like, I went to sleep at the gas station. I'm like, went to sleep at the gas station? Went out again overnight. Oh, y'all were, were staying together? We were staying together. Okay. We had started staying together. Like, we were shacking up like year two. Um, so oh, okay, all right. So it sounds like he's saying he was unfaithful and it led her to be unfaithful and he knew the other man. Now, he eventually got married to this woman, but nobody knew all of this. Nobody knew that they both had a history of affairs um, on each other and were in toxic relationships, essentially. But they didn't portray that. He didn't ever portray that. Now he's reeling this out now. Okay. Um, going forward here. 
go back to uh, her personality, which is interesting because I've come to find out that Naya said she used to be a fighter. She used to, she used to swing on people. She said somebody came to that job one day, she done fought people. So she, she, she. What are y'all talking about? Abba dabba dabba, abba dabba dabba, abba dabba dabba. Okay, they're going to, uh, fair use, <laughs> right? This video is being used for constructive criticism, teaching, and shit like that. But I'm hearing a whole bunch of Abba Dabba's in here. Come to find out, Danea said she used to be a fighter. She used to, she used to swing on people. She said somebody came to that job one day, she fought people. So she, she, she. I didn't know that part of her, but I, I mean, she's spoken of being willing to, but I didn't know that part of yeah, her. Yeah, she said she, she was known to throw hands. And I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, she was like, oh, yeah. A lot of tricks up her sleeve, a lot of surprises. <laughs> Box of chocolates, man. <laughs> we were still sexually engaging whenever I did come. Would that be defined in today's standards as a situation? That's fair to say. Or, um, just, or just somebody I'm just Let me get to this part made, right here. Because a situation shift. And again, I never branded myself. because okay. Everything was written up until 2014, 2015. Um, my first, actually, I was a romance novelist. The first couple of books were Cheating Man's Heart 1 and 2, inspired by, you know, I'm sure it's a huge surprise. <laughs> um, and then from there I wrote poetry because again, I'm just staying true. Some people were trying to push me into expert land. I'm like, y'all don't know. I just effed up everything. I ain't, I ain't the one. But, um, then when I got down to Atlanta, this is 2015 ish. We, me and her just broke up all over again. People have been stealing a lot of my content and I was like enough of that. So I started making videos, Snapchat videos. And then those went even more viral than the written stuff. So that's how that happened. It was on my cell phone. Um, I ain't have none of these beautiful lights and cameras or nothing like that, but I was able to impact a lot of lives, even just with a, I think it was an Android at that. Okay. Skip. Come on. You got, you got something against Android? I'm just saying, no, you know, no, how everybody no, no, be shady. Now you woke up and chose violence. Now I People got are Samsung phobic. So, we, you know, we, we, we have a great conversation until you have to go attack Android. <laughs> now, now interview over. I'm sitting uh, like, man, come on, man. What you doing talking about this stuff or this, like your inner circle, how did they receive it? Um, my inner circle knows me. They know, first off, I'm kind of soft, like. Uh, he admits it. So this is something that people kind of don't see of men, uh, especially, you know, this is typical of Southern men. Um, Southern black men have this thing going on where uh, for some reason they have a softness about them, even though they'll be built like a goddamn lumberjack. You know what I mean? And this guy is super big pause and he's a male and he's muscular, but he has feminine traits probably can trace it back to him growing up with sisters and his mother. So he has a softer appeal and that appeals to women. So that was able what, you know, writing romance novels, according to him and poetry, and also probably using the church and some of the church theatrics, he found a way to manipulate, right. And being able to appeal to women because he's a soft character. It actually explains why he said the things that he said, even though he's hypersexual, doesn't mean that you're alpha being hypersexual. He admits to being soft. And it comes across everywhere. Now, I don't know what he's like off camera. He might be aggressive or you might he might knock a ninja out. I don't know. But this now leads credence to why he was saying what he was saying, right? Even though he's, you know, big and burly and brawly, doesn't mean that he's going to be on some masculine shit. He admits that he's soft. I always liked things that most people didn't like. Okay. You know, I watched a little bit of sports, but not big on sports. I always like, I always loved love. Whenever we used to freestyle back in the day, I was always on love topics, all that kind of stuff. So, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, outside of my inner circle, 
you know, I got a lot of feedback. And that really kind of got with the videos, the comments and all that kind of stuff. Oh, man. But it's just like, bro, true is true. Like, again, like you just think yourself back in your, the worst of your decisions, whatever they may be. If yeah. Your female cousin, auntie, mama, sister come and ask you a question about a dude. You're going to keep it straight with them. 100%. You're not going to tell them, oh, he put his hands on you because you didn't have the food ready when he got home from work. You're going to say straight like, nah, he put his hands on you, but he probably wouldn't talk out of line to a dude the same size as him. 100%. Cowardly. Right. Yep. Yep. So that was the perspective. But as people came and piled in and again, I. All right. All right. All right. All right. And then uh, a brother by the name of Stefan speaks. Oh, yeah. They yeah. had a thing going on and I still didn't know their business. So, I mean, you know, I didn't know this as a profession. But, um, yeah, that was a, the, the, the feedback. But then guys that actually talk to me in real life, we always left the conversation, them understanding what I'm saying in full context. So if a woman asks you a question, you're going to speak to that context. Yep. But, of course, it's a larger conversation on both sides of the coin. And how did, when did you start knowing that, when did it click? This can be monetized. This is, did, did it happen from your first booking that happened? Somebody said, hey, we want you to come speak at this women's thing about this. You're like, wow, I can get paid for this. How much I charge? $500? What did I charge? Yeah. What was the first thing that made you say, I could get paid for doing what I love doing? I love, first off, I, I published my first book, 2013. It was a romance novel, though. It wasn't no advice, 2014, 2015. What was that called? A Cheat Man's Heart. Okay, so that's that's when you then the, created but, a product. Yeah, yeah, but it was tough to sell because I didn't know how to, to show the value in it because I didn't have no quotes in it or nothing like that. Yeah. So then I was like, well, speaking, but I was deathly afraid of speaking. Really? I got booked for an hour, funny enough, in Mollywap, Montgomery. And I think it was about $400 that I got paid. Um, I had everything up in my mind, I'm going to say it. And I had everything out in 10 minutes. And I had another 50 minutes to go. <laughs> I was sweating just like I am right now, except I ain't had nothing to say. So I was like, well, speaking probably ain't it. Um, and then I was like, from there, I had to figure out other ways to make money. So, you know, even to this day, yeah. my content ain't how I make a living. I have other businesses, but. Mm. <laughs> okay, really? All right. All right. So, all right. Okay. I don't know about that, but here we go. I had to figure out how do I do marketing? How do I do Google Analytics and Facebook and YouTube marketing? How do I do these other things? Because I'm not getting no money. At that time, they didn't have no monetization for nope. Facebook and all that stuff. Uh, so if you didn't have a product to sell or if you weren't getting brand deals, you yeah. ain't making no money. Facts. Yeah. Did you ever get brand deals? Um, Not like as a long-term thing. I did a couple of things for like the last OG show and stuff like that. Yeah, Nothing long -term. but not like the way it is nowadays where they be like. I didn't. I Also, I, I stopped even accepting them because I felt like they would always try to control me. Yeah. Like my thing is like I can't be bought. I don't care who like what I'm saying. I don't care the, the feed. Man, look, I'm going to say the truth. I'm not going to be a sellout. And he ain't told one Peter Drew yet. He haven't, did, he haven't said anything truthful yet. A lot of times the brands would be like, oh, well, you know, you got to take this video down, especially about the black stuff, yeah. pro-black stuff. And um, I'm like, I'm not taking anything down. Yep. If I say I love even black women, if I say I love black women, I'm adoring black women, I'm sorry to those whites and, and yeah. non-blacks that get offended, but this is how I feel. So I stopped doing brand deals, and that's why I really learned business so I could be independent with my voice, too. That's real. And so then when y'all, how did y'all, what initiated the move to Atlanta? You wanted to get closer to? All right. I think there's one more part in this one. I think there's, I can't take this, dude. Pain point. Yep. I don't have my daddy. And I remember vividly asking the questions to my mama. She's trying to answer best she can. Uh, but feeling a way when I saw this and that, I'm like, one day when I get my baby boy, I'm not going to miss anything. Okay. I filed for divorce. But that was my whole mindset. You said all in was we're in a relationship at this point? Or no, when I mean all, all in, support. I was I was still yeah, not thinking we could work in a relationship. 
Um, I but also you, had you gonna be a present father. I, um, absolutely. Yeah. Because probably more than I wanted to be a husband, man. I wanted a family. I wanted to be a dad. Because that, of what you were lacking growing up. That was my major pain point. Yep. I don't have my daddy. And I remember vividly asking the questions to my mama. She's trying to answer best she can. Um, but feeling a way when I saw this and that, I'm like, one day when I get my baby boy, I'm not going to miss anything. Um, so when she told me that, I really got excited. But I also wanted her to know she had my full support regardless of our relationship status. So every gynecologist, I went to the, the little classes to teach you how to massage. Let me stop here. Let me go, let me go back up front. Tell me about the affairs. She wouldn't be, you know, how she is, tired all the time and gone all the time. So two things I knew I wanted to do. I wanted to be a present father and I wanted to take some weight off of my lady's shoulders. Um, and from there, I was like, whatever. I think if I come in and I do my part, the rest is going to fall into place. But it don't work like that. Um, I see, and I, and I had to learn this in therapy, man. Like, Oh, Jesus. He said it again. If I come in and I do my part, the rest is going to fall into place. But it don't work like that. Um, I see, and I, and I had to learn this in therapy, man. Like, as much as we know we cultivate a version of a woman, she exists outside of us. Oh, of course. Well, it's easy to say that. Yeah. But then when you in it and you know that you're doing this, this, and this, because it wasn't just financial. Um, if she called me at any time, I don't care if she wanted me to run to a place and get her some food at one or two in the morning, it's like whatever. And I'm sitting there building that into that's going to produce a certain version of her. But that mindset didn't allow her to experience remaining trust issues with me. Um, postpartum depression. Oh yeah. I'm out. I'm out. Nope. I'm out. Listen, there's, there's not much here. He did talk about videotaping his sexual escapades, and I skipped over it. I can't find it. Sometimes I'd be doing stuff, and I wouldn't know it was bothering her. Like, yeah. one, like, so, for instance, I was kind of a flirt. So I would say, hey, beautiful, or whatever, to a girl. Think nothing of it. But then she would, would hear that and be like, you call me beautiful. So understandably, she's offended. She's upset. Like, what, you know, you tripping. Like, don't play with me like that. But she don't say anything. So she wasn't vocal, but she was expressive. Because it ain't like she just didn't talk. She showed Get that she the was set. the next however many years. So when y'all graduated high school, I mean, graduated right. college, um, and this is the coworker that she had. Yeah, yeah, coworker, any classmate or something like that. So, and we broke up, and then um, years later, I had heard from some people he was around about what actually took place. And that after we Where's broke, the- we were still sexually engaged whenever I did come. Would that be defined in today's state? First thing I went viral with. So the first, like, the everything damn? was written. Okay, anyway, this, this, this guy, this guy, I think he's still acting. And um, he says, low tier guy, he's still, act, he's still acting and he's definitely not being truthful with his audience. Um, and he's trying to still play the character of Derek Jackson, which is a character. And he's trying to still, you know, go onto the emotions of uh, the women that he's victimized, to be honest with you. He's victimized a lot of women. Let me look up his YouTube page real quick and see what his numbers are. Uh, I see, does he still have a channel? I definitely don't see a channel. Maybe he deleted his channel. Okay, hold on for a second. I don't see a channel. Let's see if I can see this. Oh, there it is right there. Okay, so, um, so I keep he definitely it. lost a lot of subscribers. Let me see what he's doing here in terms of um, videos. If he's getting any views. Uh, latest videos. He hasn't posted in a year, according to what I'm seeing here. 
So I think he's on a redemption tour. He definitely got numbers like Hafiz. All right, if you look at why when Hafiz threw in the towel, he definitely not getting people to watch his videos. So he has somewhat, you know, he has decent views. But these are his latest videos. I wonder if he has live streams. Oh, he does live streams. Okay, I see what's happening there. He's done more live streams than he's done actual videos right there. And he's getting some pretty decent views. I mean, unfortunately, he has a channel with 736,000 subscribers. And I'm certainly whipping his ass. My my Coach Greg Adams channel, which I don't do anything but post repeats on there, is, is throttling him. I'm certainly beating him in live stream numbers and playbacks. So, yeah, there's not much there's not much he's got left with this particular type of uh, grift. So he's out. He's, he's kind of out on that. So maybe this is the redemption tour to get back uh, a position by saying he's going to therapy, he's doing the work. You know, I felt bad for my ex-wife of the escapades, what I put her through, and that type of thing. I think he's still acting. Anyway, he got canceled. All right, so anything. Let's let's go to these super chats. Poor guy. Poor guy. Be careful out there. Shout out to uh JC says if Derek tells the truth, his slub Clavius will detonate. <laughs> All right. He says Derek looks like he said that full force broke up. My goodness. Wow. CGA is a ghost says if Derek had CGA's voice, he'd be a billionaire. And if he had the mind, he had the mind. He had a he basically had a lot of big overweight uh, black women. He had that game locked up and he fumbled that bag. All right. And uh, he did not mention, I think he mentioned earlier about the early terminations of pregnancies that some of these women had. Remember, I think one woman was a doctor. She got pregnant. He didn't talk about that, but there is a part two to these, to his stream. Uh, let me see if I can find a picture of him, man. Yeah, I think Obsidian used to follow him. And I think Obsidian, shout out to Obsidian. He used to go, I think Obsidian even went to a Derek Jackson convention. So this is Derek Jackson. This is like sums this guy up. A black woman created this. Like, what the? Like, why? He was pandering. Where's the Derek Jackson t-shirt here? Stretch mark lover. Let me see if I can pull that up. I mean, let me see if I, here it is right here with this goofy ass look. I'm going to try to imitate this look. I remember when he was coming up on Instagram. Look, stretch mark lover on his t-shirt. Now we know he a nasty boy, but he wasn't with no stretch mark girls. He was with some flatbacks and nice booty girls. He was with booty models, stretch mark lover. Look at this ninja face. This ninja like this here. Look, he like. Hold up for a second. Let me see if I can do the pose. He like, hold on, ladies. I know you want to see this. I'm going to do it right here. Look. Is this it right here? <laughs> like this. I'm serious about my stretch mark lover. He puts the shirt on. He gets the camera ready. He's like this here. He's like. Look at it. See if I pulled it off. There he is right there. Looking in the camera. It's stretch mark lover ninja. <laughs> Man, I remember girls used to send me Derrick Jackson videos. This guy's telling the truth. I know they feel like some straight up marks. <laughs> Snoop Dogg face. Look at his goofy ass ninja. Man, he had a whole grift. Man, look at this guy. 
<laughs> Stretch Mark Lover. That's absolutely insane to me. You realize how insane that is? <laughs> oh, man. The 10th man says, I can see why XX's fall for the master manipulator, Derek Jackson. He's charming. He's definitely charming, and he has the Bible thing going on, the Southern Kim, the Southern uh, Southern drawl. Yeah, Mark, shout out to Mark, man. Mark the Great, thank you for your cash app. Curtis Blow says, that dude big as Fox, he allowed to be, he says he's allowed to be nice. He's definitely allowed to be nice. He's a nice guy, for sure. But something tells me that, I would venture to say that if in public without all the cameras on, he's probably not like he presents himself, but who is really stretch Mark lover, deadly, Edley <laughs> stretch Mark lover, deadly, Edley says, uh, who's the final boss of Sims, Derek Jackson, Adam 22 or Prince Harry. That's interesting. You, I would have to, I would actually have to let people know. Uh, we would have to take that to a vote. So this is the girl, this is one of the girls he, one or two of the girls he was with. Mr. Stretchmark lover right there. Now the one on the far left, the one in the green pants, she thick. She definitely thick. She looked like an Alabama slammer. She ain't got no neck though. The other girl looks more like a Model S girl. She looks like more like a, a tightly packed girl. Neither of them look like they have stretch marks though. Uh, but this is what he, this is, this is his wife right here, Paul thing. And my, oh, I was going to give a prediction. He's going to, he's going to stay married to her. I guarantee, watch this. You heard it here first. They are still married right now. You heard it here first. They're going to remain married. You heard the coach gang right here. You heard my prediction. You heard it. Let me, let me give you a sound effect too, right here. They're going to announce. Watch. They're going to announce that they're going to work it out and stay together. Yes, indeed. And it's going to be the redemption story. Shout out to Wise L says, Coach, I walked into a barbershop in Fort Worth, Texas, and saw Derek Jackson. He was talking about, he was talking to one of the female Macedar barbers uh, whose chair is always empty. Okay, so he like, he like them round and big. Derek Jackson is the epitome of the 80-20 rule. He was talking to one of the female mastodons, so he like a big too. He like a big old nasty, big old. He like it. <laughs> All right, you know he love a big girl. All right, uh, shout out to the big girl lover lovers out here. Jay to the little says, every time Derek Simpson lies, his shirts get smaller. Oh, my goodness. Sh uh, poor guy. Let me see here. Look at this guy, man. This guy, this is why people didn't like him. The boy didn't miss you. He just bored horny or heard you were moving on, Derek Jackson. Oh, he's got the rock uh, eyebrow lift, too. Look at me. All right. How did he make car videos? He never, he never got him a studio. He never turned his phone ver from vertical to sideways. And Hafiz, this is what Hafiz was on. Hafiz was trying to be the new Derek Jackson. All right, so uh, Derek Jackson knows he can't come CCGA. And one of the smartest, most brilliant things that um, Derek Jackson did was as much smoke as he got from the Manosphere, 
and the likes of Obsidian because Obsidian used to be on his neck, all right? And, uh, you know, uh, Donovan and, and Valdez and these guys was on, they ne on his neck. I only did a couple of videos. But the smart thing that he did is he never debated anyone. He never did it. He never jumped on any debate panels. He just stayed in that car. Black girls, Ben, I don't even know what this says. He was definitely pandering to black women, though. Think like gravel. Fight like Malcolm. Oh, okay. Think like Garvey. It's, it's reverse. Think like Garvey. Fight like Malcolm. Teach like Umar. Love like, I can't see what these, this ninja Yes, I am mixed. Okay, he was on some pro-black pro shit, too. Black men don't cheat. <laughs> yeah, he, he was super smart. He never came over to the manosphere, right? He never tried to stand up for his principles. He just literally just left it out there and let us make the, make the call. But for the most part, super smart. Now, Hafiz, Hafiz, he wanted to go ahead and go ahead and uh, challenge that. And he handpicked me. He's in the Nissan Ultima. He handpicked me. Hafiz handpicked me to make his mark on his ascent and rise. And so there, that's where he made the mistake. And he handpicked somebody that he thought was going to be an easy one. And that's what happened. Hafiz was never the same. Then he got pearly the next day. Then it was a whole wrap. The ninja had to. Yep, he just sold his books and he kept it there. I want to see, I'm trying to see if he has to have a picture of him in his convention. Convention. Let me see if I can find the picture. Okay, so oh, I do have it. Okay, last thing right here. So this is him. Ladies, this is him in uh, speaking right here. I believe this is one of his, his conventions right here. Take a look. Let me see if I can, let me see if I can make the picture bigger. Oh my Lord, look at this guy. Look at this guy. All right. Oh, is this his website? Where's this picture right here? Where's that convention? Oh, no. Man. Yeesh. Yeah, this is pretty crazy. Wait till I get my pictures done. A black woman created this. I, where's the, oh, there it is right here. Okay, here it is right here. Take a look at his audience. Let's take a look. Because people like to do this. I, um, Fresh and Fit had this uh, live performance with uh, Soscast, and they were like, look at the guys in the, off, uh, in the audience, right? They were dissing the guys in the audience. Let's take a good look at the women in the audience. Take a good look, ladies and gentlemen. Well, let me get my sound effects ready. Not a one woman in here is under 25 or 30. All old spinsters. <laughs> old old ladies there's a muskrat in there there there's a millie mouth muskrat right there look mastodon one mastodon two mastodon three there's a couple of white women in there and he out there starving i'm sure he won him a couple of white women there's a couple of, there's an old woman right here with her hairline pushed back now look look Mastodons everywhere. Not one hot bitch in the entire crowd. Mm. Not one hottie. <laughs> right? 
All right, a bunch of strong and independent. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. <laughs> all right. Not one attractive, not one woman that's over the scale of four. Look at even the big white girl in the back right here. She big, big at, look at them titties. All right. <laughs> here we go right here. Oh, the right man gonna find me. Yes, indeed, gentlemen. Look, there ain't, there's one dude back in the back starving back here. He back in the back, all the way back in the back. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir. <laughs> he making money off of these goofballs. I bet you he showed up. All right, where are all the women? Okay, where's all my fans at? With his Timberland boots on, dressed like a porn star in a Bang Bros video. He literally got the prawn star Bang Bros gang bang attire on. They don't wear Timberland boots in, in Alabama, do they? Do they wear Timberland boots in Alabama? No. He's dressed like a bang bra. <laughs> right? That's very strategic of him. All right. Giving them, he's selling them her, their great fantasy. Oh, boy. He looking like, he looking like Wesley Pipes. <laughs> All right. Here we go right here. Oh, no, man. Poor guy. Poor guy, man. He'll be back. I know he watching me roast his ass right now but uh anyway we 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 see your game out here he'll be back all right here we go right here look at your boy, <laughs> this your boy. oh no man he was doing too much he was doing too much man Derek, you messed it up man you should have hey you should have went to the junior college and paid for your punani instead you wanted to go out there and slay, slay, slay. Okay, keeping girls in a rotation, getting caught up. All right, Daddy, got, look, look at all these wigs and weaves. Look at all these wigs and weaves in the audience. There ain't one stitch of real hair in the entire audience. Look at all these hair hats. Tommy Sotomayor would say. He's like, I'm going to tell everybody about hair hats and weaves. He could have sold a side business of uh, bundles of weave here and wigs. All right, let me stop here. CGS Go says Derek selling the hope strategy to these poor sisters. These poor sisters manipulated the hell out of him. I mean, out of them, manipulated them. All right, and I think he's still doing so. I think he's still doing so. Derek just, and uh, I think he was caught up at the junior college too. So he knows, he knows. But does do the women know? That's the question. Because they they measured you guys by Derrick Jackson. They did. All right, giving giving these guys hope. Giving these girls hope. All right, let me see here. He does have a Ferrari. Is this him? No, that's not him. All right, I was trying to pull up his because there was a picture of him in a Ferrari. So I don't I don't know where that is. All right, I think we're done. So um, we're going to get on. Let me see here. Let me get Okay, I got everybody on Venmo. I got everybody. No, sorry. I got everybody on. Yes, Venmo, PayPal, and Cash App is not loading. So apologies. And we also got everybody on the Super Chat. So Cash App is not loading up, but uh, we'll load it up tomorrow. And I got everybody. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And we out of here, brothers. Peace. Peace.